0: hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose
1: this one this is episode 91 american graffiti from 1973 i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by ford Sometimes the best ideas don't come from inside a company, but rather spring forth as a reaction to external forces. When Chevrolet brought its two-seat Corvette to the New York Auto Show in 1953, it couldn't have known that it was about to inspire Ford to punch back with one of the most storied nameplates in the Blue Oval's history, the Thunderbird. Oof. Shout out,
0: Ford. Shout out for it indeed. We have a very exciting episode coming up. This is one of your favorite movies. One of my favorites. And uh, one that I had not favorites. seen in a very long time. So I was very happy to watch it again. Very excited to watch it again. Cool. Once again, without spoiling anything, lots of crossovers between this and other movies we've covered this last. So just, many. Again, it's just all over the place. Yeah. All Food all over the place. But before <laughs> we get into American Graffiti Joe, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to since we recorded? And this is a tricky thing. We've we did two, a two-episode record, We or two-day record. Yeah. We did a Wednesday-Thursday record, so I guess, what have you been up to since Thursday?
1: Oh, I actually have a surprise that I will tell you about that's arriving next Thursday. You kind of know. Dom Toretto's Charger Lego set for oh, Rachel
2: right, 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 right. is
1: arriving this week, so by the time this episode comes out, we should probably already have it.
0: Very, very cool.
1: Yeah. I ordered from Amazon. There was, like, some wacky Amazon deal, and I got some discounts on it, and then it was, like, back-ordered, but it's, you know, it's new, and I was like, it's not like they're, like, making a limited run of the, it's a Lego set, right? So, yeah, it should arrive, like, Thursday or Friday. So, in this episode will come out Friday, right? Very cool. Yes, this comes out Friday. Yes, Friday the 15th. Cool, so I should have it by then. Currently sold out right now on Amazon. Yeah, mine was sold out when I bought it, too, and then it was just, like, it'll come back in stock, though, so then I got, like, the notification that, like, it'll ship and get there. Oh, the only other thing that we did that was, exciting. We watched the show Upload That the Mikester actually mentioned during the family watch party do you remember Mm -hmm. when he said this
0: i do yeah he told me about it and i've heard about it too it is the uh parks and rec kind of in outer space or parks and rec slash black mirror sort of
1: yeah it's i think it has way more of a parks and rec kind of vibe than a black mirror vibe i think
0: well i think that has to be that kind of has to be the case because if it's like mostly black mirror with a little bit of comedy it's like wait what 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 am i watching yeah
1: it's really wholesome we found it super enjoyable it was a fun thing to binge for a weekend The, the episodes are only like 20 minutes long so it's not hard to go through a bunch of them you know what I mean and it's like a lot more wholesome comedy fun stuff than it is sad stuff even though it's about a digital afterlife right sure yep Mm -hmm. yeah so it was really cool so that's what we did we blew through that I was happy with it Um, we're sad that we have to wait another year for another season of it but it was enjoyable if you're bored and you want something that's pretty wholesome this is a show that you could like recommend to your mom it's not super edgy or dark or anything right. weird yeah it's it feels like a like a tbs kind of show it's, it's much better than that i think so
0: yeah i've not watched it yet but i i mean to I just that there is again there's too yeah. much on and uh, you know my whole system for doing things is like who boy
1: i wouldn't like put this like super high up on your list for somebody like you that's like watching a ton of tv all the time because it's not right. like classic t- television to watch but at the same time like if you're bored and you just want to binge a show for like a day yeah. it's easy to watch And yesterday, we recorded a High School Slumber Party, both Rachel and I.
0: Whoa, really? Oh, so, okay. So that makes sense why you guys were tweeting with Brian online. I didn't didn't know if that was something that, um, it was for a future episode or something you were doing yesterday?
1: Recorded yesterday for a future episode of it. It'll come out this month for Cheer Mondays. It was obviously a Lifetime movie, and we had a blast.
0: So in addition to the one that you already did with him?
1: Yeah. He asked if Rachel wanted to pick one, and she said her favorite Lifetime movie just happened be a high school cheerleading lifetime movie, so it just fit perfectly into it, and I'd never seen it, so... We talked about that.
0: You know what I just found out? What? that That uh, while we were talking, I was looking to see, because about the Dom's Charger, it's sold out on Amazon. Apparently, Best Buy sells it, and my Best Buy has it.
1: Oh, very cool. And I can pick it up in
0: one hour at my Best Buy.
1: Maybe you should go put in your order then, bud.
0: Ordering from lego.com, who knows when that's going to be, but I could have this guy, I could have this bad boy tomorrow, slaps top of microwave. You know how many Lego Technic parts can fit in here?
1: Yeah, I know. It looks really cool, too. So I'm excited for Rachel to get it and build it, because there's like, it's a Technic set, and do you know like the like the tiers of Lego? No, I don't. So like Technic is like the more engineering type Lego sets. They're like more true to form. They're like more models. There's no like little okay. guys with the Technic set. So like this one has like a bunch of pieces to like build the motor, which like you probably wouldn't Very get cool. in a, okay. a normal. Lego set. Also, it's like pretty big too. If you saw it, like it's it's not. It seems
0: seems sizable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like it's like 15 inches long or something. Like that's that's no joke. So I'm excited to see how it is when it gets in. So if you want to get one, we could do a side by side build party if you want. Maybe.
0: Yeah. I might. I'm deciding if I want to pick it up in store or they can just ship it to me for free by Tuesday. I think I'll just have it shipped to me.
1: There you go. Working. I'm
0: not in a rush. Nope. Nothing but time. Place your order. Cool. That's me stimulating the economy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your. Because uh, I was just googling uh, Lego coupon codes, and then I found it just on the sidebar. It just said Best Buy Lego Technic. I was just like, oh, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, cool. do it. That's awesome. Cool. So you'll have one too. So
0: I didn't mean to cut off your uh, high school summer party. so no. You and Rachel did a movie. Another another Cheer Mondays movie yes. coming out sometime in the next month or so.
1: Yeah. So I'm excited about it. it. Was it was a blast, and um, we had a really good time. It was just fun. You know, it's always good to talk to Brian and talk about lifetime movies.
0: Any trash TV updates, or the trash TV Ooh, was just the uh, is we... the friends we made along the way.
1: <laughs> um, you know, we've been we've been crushing trash TV, obviously. Right?
0: Also, I want you to know that I don't care, but our listeners seem to care, and that's the only <laughs> yeah. reason I keep asking about this. That's I fine. could not give
1: a shit. I know you could, it. I know you could, but I'll tell you. So we've been blowing through like a ton of trash TV, you know, and like we watch like all the like the famous one, like well, I mean like the ones that like people follow. So we started this new. <laughs> this new one the other day because we're like just pretty much out of them right we're getting to the dregs bud, it's deep dark places so we started watching this show it's on tlc it's called spouse house what do you think this show is about because you're right um
0: <laughs> spouse house so like there's trading wives or wife spot or whatever right <laughs>
1: yeah i'm it's a swinger's house so you're right spouse exactly house no is it no, 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 no.
0: Spouse house, I'm guessing.
1: Oh, boy. It's it's as obvious as you think it is. Well, I just think that there's a bunch of couples living in a house. No, it's a bunch of singles go to this house and they can't leave until they're engaged. So it's kind Ugh. of like love is blind, but even worse than that. And these are people and, and the people that they picked for this all seem like they were rejected from The Bachelor, rejected from love is blind. And this is like the third tier of contestants for one of these shows that's how bad it is like they're all like a little awkward and they're all like a little weird they're like mid-30s and they like pick people that are like want to get married tomorrow so these people were yeah it's as bad as you think it is um i can't recommend it to anyone it's not good it was enjoyable for me it's something that i like having on in the background like i can't even look at it and then like some new people came up and Rachel and i looked at each other and we were like where did that chick come from and we neither of us had any idea but like if you don't get engaged so like every three days they like let somebody try to get they're like is anybody gonna get engaged? engaged and they're like um no like we don't have anybody to propose to and they're like okay cool so we're getting rid of two of you and they just get rid of two of them (laughs) it's like the weirdest weirdest thing and they use like proposal to mean like try to date so they're like yeah like we're just gonna propose to you and they like all have diamond rings and stuff that's that's my trash tv update that's what i've been watching don't watch it it's not good.
0: I figure at some point you guys are gonna have to go back in time. So, like one thing I was I was hearing about that I didn't even think about because I don't watch the shows. But in quarantine, in, so, in social distancing, soap operas are going to, like, basically break, like, a 50 or 60 or 70 year on TV uh. streak because, like, they can't make new episodes. Yeah. So those shows are not meant to be – like, you're not supposed to binge those. That's it's, what like, makes me frustrated. I it, agree.
1: Yeah. You just, like, pick up anywhere and you just yeah. like, jump in. Yeah.
0: But I feel like that's the ultimate trash TV. Just like, okay, Rachel, we're going back to 1955, Days of Our Lives, episode <laughs> one. Like, here we go. We got 2,500 episodes. It's going to be the same thing. Like, because you're already watching the same thing after hour after hour. Yeah,
1: exactly. I was thinking about it. I've actually looked that up before. My one friend was asking me about that. He um, was like, "Do you watch soap operas?" Because like, you know, we were talking about you are my lifespan and stuff like this. And I was like, "Yeah, like I I knew like my aunts did, but like I never watched them." And I was like, "I'd want to start from the beginning." He's like, "That's not the point of it. Like the point is that you just start anywhere, and it's the same story on loop, right?" So my
0: grandma used to love them. You know, when when I would when you know when she was alive, and when we would go down for like Thanksgiving or whatever, just on the weekends. Yeah, not not I guess not on the weekends, but like when we would go down there, I guess in the summer. Summer, right. When they're yeah. on during the day and she would watch them, she would, you know, her stories, she stories. So there was like yeah. a couple, I think she watched like two, maybe one on one channel, one on another channel or something. But uh, yeah, I don't,
1: I don't know. I love them. They're, if you look online though, I did try to like, it, it, when I was researching this part of it, I looked up like top 10, like best moments. I know that we talk about Fast and the Furious. So we talk about like too fast and we're like Brian mailed in a lot of these lines. They do everything on the soap operas in one take. There's, like, no even hiding it. Like, whatever line they delivered, they just, like, keep going.
0: With that in mind, like, these actors are great in that they're able to memorize oh yeah. of pages of, of scripts, and, like, it's good enough to be like, yeah, we're going, like, it's not the best acting, but, like, the amount of work they're doing, <laughs> yeah. like, they're shooting more than one episode a day, I think. They're, like,
1: ultra-marathon runners of actors, right? Like, like it it's might incredible. not be the prettiest, but, like, they're doing the most, so. <laughs> That's what I was laughing about, because, like, you see them, and they're just, like, like, their emotions are really wrong delivering some lines sometimes and they just like go with it i'm like you guys didn't stop and like they
0: literally don't have time to stop (laughs) yeah
1: you're like vaguely excited about this death or something and it's like uh, that's not what this was that seemed like they are the opposite of dominic Toretto. they
0: have anything but time (laughs) anything but time
1: (laughs) perfect yeah
0: so i uh i yesterday i watched all of season two of rick and morty and i do want to correct what I said to you, I stand by my whole it's really fast, but I think they sort of abandoned that conceit in the first season. This is just sort of regular comedy, okay. quick joke, joke, joke. I think that they did a lot less of what they did in the first season where it's just like, crazy thing happens to start the episode, now here's the actual well, episode. Well, you know that like how it, it worked,
1: that like, you know, you have infinite time to make the first season, right? And then it was so yeah. good. Yeah. And then everybody's like, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. They're like, well, dude, it took us like, you know, two years or whatever to make the first season. And then like, they're cutting the time down.
0: Although, I mean, they, it did take, you know, between the end two of the years, f- second season or the end of the first season and the beginning of the second season was like 15 months. And then, yeah. then it was, you know, almost. Two years, and then it was another more than two years, mm-hmm. right? So
1: like it's they're working hard, because I mean, they seem like they want to deliver a good product, right? Like yeah. the episodes are pretty consistently funny. There's not like any like real duds in Rick and Morty. Like there's some no, that are right. really funny. It's not like they're just cranking them out to generate. They're not soap opering it. They're not trying yes. to give you one every day. Correct, exactly.
0: And the uh, the my favorite episode in season two is one that I knew about even like I didn't know what it was about, but I knew the title before I started watching it, which I think is it's one of the all time greats. From what? what I understand, it's Total Recall. They have all these shape shifting aliens who like insert oh good memories into your brain and Mr. Just keep Poopy Butthole? expanding, expanding, whatever. Uh, Mr. Poopy
1: Butthole, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great episode. And what is he uh, sleepy sleepy Gar- sleepy Jerry sleepy Gary
0: sleepy no sleepy Gary sleepy because it's Jerry and sleepy Gary. <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah, Jerry and Sleepy Sleepy Gary, and he falls in love with it. <laughs> That's, that is a great episode. I forget what episode was it. It might be the Intergalactic Cable one.
0: Well, there's a second one. There's an Intergalactic Cable 2, or Interdimensional Cable 2 in Season 2, which okay. is not as good.
1: Is it the first one that, that Jerry is like a movie star and Beth is a veterinarian? Yes. One of our favorite lines ever, when they realize that they're like best, you know, their best path is that they never met and they don't have kids, right? So, like, Morty and Summer are, like, disappointed, right? And Summer's, like, really taking it hard. And she, like, storms, she likes, like, oh, okay, fine. She's like, you know what? I'm just gonna move to Arizona and do something with turquoise. And, like, whenever we (laughs) hear, like... We use that to describe so many people, like my friends and I. Like, we're like, what are they doing? Like, I don't know. They're just gonna move to Arizona and do something with turquoise. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. It's like one of my favorite throwaway jokes in Rick and Morty. So you finish season two.
0: There was a show that Justin Roiland, who co-created this with Dan Harmon, because you know Dan Harmon came from like he made Community, right? Do you know that? Oh his no, previous? I didn't know that. No. So Dan Harmon, who created Community, and then got kicked off a of Community for like a whole bunch of dumb reasons, and he created the podcast. Did he Harman like Town. Did he do
1: something bad, or did he like it was a, like political? Like,
0: from what I remember in this. This is, might not be the exact story. Might not even be the story at all. Like Chevy Chase had like because he was just an old grumpy kind of racist white guy. Yes. and On the show, and I think he like left some voicemail for Dan Harmon, who he played it on his podcast, and like the network was like, "You can't do that, man!" Like he just basically threw Chevy publicly under the bus. Oh, okay. And so they split ways. <laughs> like it wasn't like he didn't get like me Too'd from my. From yeah, my, that's what I mean. I, okay, but like no, it was more like he just like did things that were like you can't guy, you can't do that. <laughs> He's and like you're he not laughed, a professional. The show, yeah. the show kind of fell off, but then he co-created Rick and Morty. But the guy he did it with. Justin Roiland, who also now created Solar Opposites, which is out on Hulu. Oh, it
1: is? It's out? I'm going to watch it, too. Okay, go ahead.
0: I've heard not great things about it, but it's fine. Uh, I mean, we have Rick and Morty. It's fine. But before Rick and Morty, he created a show called House of Cosby's, uh, which is four five-minute episodes and it was on internet one, or Channel 101 on the internet, which is like this thing that Dan Harmon apparently used to. I, I got all this from my friend Bob. He told me about because okay. he loves Rick and Morty, and so I, I'm, again, might be getting some of this wrong. But Dan Harmon used to have a thing on the internet called Channel 101, which is like animated shorts and other kind of weird shit. And so House of Cosbys was created by Justin Roiland. They would go on to co-create Rick and Morty. Okay. But it was just about this guy who loved Bill Cosby. This is, pre-everything Cosby, right? I'm sure. And, I mean, not pre, but pre-us knowing about it. And he created this show where this guy loves... Bill Cosby and creates a Cosby cloning machine and he just keeps cloning Cosby's over and over again and just has like a house full of Cosby's but in the fourth episode which turns out to be the final episode because I think Cosby sent like a cease and desist they're just like (laughs) there's basically the beginnings of interdimensional cable like they have like here's a device that we can see everything and they just show it and like it's not funny but like it's it's I mean it's kind of funny yeah but yeah it's just the it's the exact idea but it's just like they just needed the Dan Harmon thing Dan Harmon's one of the best TV writers working today. Like, he's just one of the funniest guys, one of the most creative, whatever. So, yeah, but it's interesting to see uh, the That's four cool. episodes of that. Yeah. But what I did find out also is apparently AdultSwim.com has what my ultimate idea for. Remember what I was trying to do with my Christmas channel, which I'll explain yes. in a second? Yes, They have that for Rick and Morty, apparently. Okay. They just have an ongoing omnipresent stream on adultswim.com where you can just go there and just tune into like a random part of an episode of Rick and and Morty and just watch it forever.
1: Perfect. I love that idea. I've been trying to do that for a lot of things, yeah.
0: My idea, which I still never really quite did, you can sort of kind of place it, but I wanted this idea that, like, during December, I wanted to basically have a channel, a quote-unquote channel, where I could just turn my TV on at any point and be like, a Christmas movie or something. Like, one of my favorite Christmas things. So I took a bunch of my DVDs and I ripped them on my computer and I created these video files and I put them on this player, which is, like, a Western Digital TV Live, which mm-hmm. the device itself was kind of shitty. But, like, it's not... Terrible and it let me do this thing, and sometimes it would crash, you have to do whatever. But, like, I wanted the idea. It's just a
1: playlist that just plays constantly, yes. and it plays from this thing, and you're just constantly just on loop. Yes. And if you have 50 hours of whatever content on there, you know, you're yep. only playing a thing every two days or whatever, so. Right.
0: You know, if when I have barbecues and stuff, I have my music outside, but in the living room I have like 25 or 30 movies that I've ripped to my computer and it's just them on shuffle and just, you know, fam- and not necessarily family friendly, but things that like you can drop in, drop out of uh, just like, like
1: Fast and the Furious?
0: Fast Five, Jurassic Park, yes. uh, Back to the Future, like yep. all these universal things, like things that basically either everybody has seen or you, can, you don't have to have seen it like a movie like Rad for instance you're like what What am I watching it doesn't matter and then yeah. on a different one on a different TV like down in my basement by the pool table I have like every Simpsons ever and every Futurama ever and now I can add probably every Rick and Morty ever and just have them on shuffle and just like because you don't need to watch those in order you can nope. just sort of whatever exactly and so I love the idea like this is something that I, we, I think we talked about on here before I want Netflix to have channels right we're just like yep. cartoon channels or like 90s sitcoms or whatever Or just why like, can't
1: you just pick and choose the, the things that you want from Netflix exactly. right? like all of Netflix stand up you know you're just like add these four shows to a channel I don't get yeah. why it's not an option it should be like the easiest coding ever right like it's just like make one playlist
0: especially now in the quarantine era I mean I know there's like Netflix watch party and stuff like that like these third party apps but like can you imagine how many people like if they just had I mean, friends isn't there anymore but like if they just had like a thing that was like friends and 30 rock and whatever oh, like yeah. all the classic NBC sitcoms and you and I are like separate but we're both watching the same thing at the same time like it just feels like a no brainer like a slam dunk but I don't know don't
1: you think you'd get like a ton of more people subscribing. Probably. Like, if you were like, hey, grandma, like, let's watch an episode of Friends Like, you know what I mean? It's like a passive thing that you could be, like, texting each other or calling each other. Or at the very
0: least, you would have fewer people canceling. Because that's the whole thing. It's like, it's adding new subscribers but making sure that other people don't cancel the subscription, right? And so, like, if you have more reason for people to go, you're not paying more to licensing, right? I don't think. I don't know how it works, but, like, I don't... Whatever. So that was one. And then the other thing, I sent a link to you yesterday is that last night I did my first, I went to my first live event online. Yes, how was it? I did this thing, Hate Mail. It was great. Uh, So they had, there's apparently a very classic play, which I'm not familiar with, called Love Letters. And it's just two people, I guess on either side of a stage, basically writing letters back and forth. And so Hate Mail is a parody of that, co-written by one of the guys behind Mystery Science Theater, but they just wrote this thing called Hate Mail. And it was acted out via Zoom on YouTube by comedian Paul Off Tompkins who I love who's from Comedy Bang Bang, he's from Mr. Show, he's from Spontaneous Nation There's all sorts of stuff. I love him. And Ray Seahorn, who plays Kim Wexler on Better Call Saul. Okay. And so yeah. it's just the two of them. They did like a 40-minute intro, took a 2-minute intermission, did another 40-minute Session like Act One, Act Two, and it was great. And the better, the best part about it was that when I woke up this morning, I checked because it was just on YouTube. It's like the easiest way. They're just like the easiest way to find it, like on any device, is go to this link, click Watch Later, and then find that playlist on your TV, on your Xbox, whatever. Right. So I did okay. that. Watch it on my TV. Woke up this morning to remove it from that list. And the entire thing was still in its entirety online. Like, it's an unlisted link, but I was like, huh. So I just grabbed it off there, and I was like, oh, I could just watch it again. Like, cool. That's very cool. But it was great, and I have another one that I'm doing. So actually, oh, wait, no, this comes out Friday. Never mind. By the time this comes out, there will have been a Mr. Show reunion Kind of thing with Bob and David, which I guess I'll talk about on the next episode, or maybe not the next episode. When are we doing this? Two episodes from now, probably. Sounds good. Time, 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 time,
1: time, time. Flat Who knows? circle It's a flat circle.
0: We have a Patreon here on the show, toofast 2 Shout out to Cassie Wilson. This this list keeps getting longer. and I longer. Love it. Our Gallo, I love it. Our Gallo, our Gallo thirteen, our Gallo Baker's dozen. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleinman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerby's West Hampton, and Christian Larson. Thank. You all so very much. Thank you for supporting us at the five dollar level much. or above. Yes. If you want stickers, if you want handwritten notes, early access to episodes, fast, minute document, minute fast and Furious minute document, the quiz, all I of see. that, too fast, too forever.com, even a dollar a month gets you all that fun stuff. Plus, become immortalized in the Gallo 24. Mm, true. We also have an email address here on the show, family at cageclub.me. Joe, we've got three emails, one of which is a car picture from Hector, which we're going to save for the future. We got two okay. email emails. Okay, okay. First one from Justin Kleinman, subject line, episode 87. Oh,
1: Sydney Crosby episode.
0: Which was, drumroll please, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. Okay. He says, fun time on the watch party again. Glad I made it.
1: I'm glad you made it too, bud. It was a good time. We loved it. Yeah. So you'll hear it. On, you probably did hear it. You heard it already. Us gloat about it. So I
0: was just listening to Ben's email about HVAC work in people's houses, and you two were wondering about the commercial side. That's what I do, commercial mm. and industrial HVAC.
1: Okay. Makes sense. To
0: answer your question about how busy we are, the answer is that it is dead, which I was Ugh. guessing was probably true. And you were like, no, there's still businesses, but I just figured most big places, you know, like Google and Facebook have announced their people, they don't have to, but I think they can work from home for the rest of the year. So, oh wow, you know. okay. Justin says, I think I'll be returning to work in a week or two, but most of my co-workers are only working half weeks, and Ugh. I work for one of the biggest HVAC companies in the state.
1: Jeez, that's not He good. says, our
0: biggest customers are Medtronic, a lot of hospitals, and 3M. Our construction side that all the mechanicals for the Viking Stadium.
1: Oh, cool. Very Very cool. Cool.
0: The University of Minnesota stadiums and the MN United soccer stadium.
1: Very cool. With
0: all the buildings closed or just a few people in them, the demand isn't there. Plus, with no one knowing how bad the economy will get, businesses don't want to spend money on new projects or work. We'll see when it starts getting hot how things will change.
1: Or very cold and they have to fill the stadiums. Well, that sucks, bud. I'm sorry. I thought they would have been like, well, like, you know, like we still need heat. Or whatever, but he's right. If there's nobody in stadiums, I guess, I guess the hospitals are probably still cranking, though.
0: If you have to monitor these, say, dozen huge things, and like there's only like two that you have to monitor instead, like yeah,
1: you know, that's rough. I'm sorry, Bud.
0: He says one last thing I wanted to share: the highlight of our quarantine. Our son Hank, who's 10, and side note, he does not write this, but side note hates
1: Spy Racers. Yeah, I know. I knew exactly who he's talking about. <laughs>
0: started a band with a classmate two weeks before school was canceled. They've kept it going with daily video chats where they write and rehearse music. My son sings, plays bass and drums. His friend sings, plays a uke and is learning guitar. Wow. I found an app that works okay for recording, and they recorded their first song. I've attached a link to it. Just to be clear, I'm not asking to have it played or anything. I just want to share it with you because I'm proud of it. It's been a big part of our life during this time. Truly really something special that I've gotten to be a part of
1: with my son, and a bright spot in this dark time for us. Stay safe. Justin. That's a cool story, and send me the link. I'll listen to it for sure. That is really cool, and you could be a proud dad about that. I would be too. He's 10. I'm, I'm, yeah, like, I I awesome. still can't fucking play an instrument, ever
0: there is a, there's a tool justin and i don't know if this is the one that you've used i don't know much about this i just know that my boss had a call with their ceo this week this past week yeah there's a thing called endless studio it's endless s.fm mm. so like endless s as in studio FM And it's collaborative. It's music creation via app. So, Oh, cool. I don't know if this is something, I don't know if it incorporates real instruments. I think it does. I don't know if it costs money or not, but my boss was super excited about it. So EndlessS.FM, Endless Studio. Check it out. I also I'll have emailed you this thing because I want to let you know about this too, but very yeah. cool. And I will send this link to Joe. That's
1: really awesome. No, I think yep. I think it's super cool. That's like a fun way for them to be kind of not bored, right? Like it's, yeah. it's a healthy, it's a healthy distraction for them. You know, I think it'd be kind of tough to be like a kid having to deal with this. If I was younger, I, I mean, it, it would just be rough, man. Like, you know, just like everything stopped all of a sudden. You're like, what the fuck's going on here?
0: Yeah. So thank you, Justin, for writing in our thank last you, email today is also from Hector, because he sent in that car picture before. He says Michael Bay in a Need for Speed production. He says, "Such Joey's just listened to the Cannonball Run episode. Okay. When you also said that Need for Speed the Run was inspired by the Cannonball Run movie, it reminded me that Michael Bay helped in directing some set pieces in the game.
2: Mm. Just want to stay.
0: Just want to tell you that. Got to go. Stay fast." stay furious.
1: That's really cool. I, I do like that the video game industry has gotten, like, more cinematic. Mm-hmm. It's it's become a real medium, right? Like, when we were kids, that was, like, the beginning of cutscenes in a video game. Like, I remember the times before cutscenes and after cutscenes. And now you have, like, Michael Bay directing set pieces in Need for Speed video games. It's, like, fucking mind-blowing to me. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: They're big business, and they look they look the part and everything, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, if you want to email in family at cageclub.me, I'll Always, if you have not sent in your rankings, if you want to send in revised rankings, if you just want to say hi during quarantine, whatever you want, family at cageclub.me. Thank you guys for coming. Joe, on the streets, anything, any Fast and Furious news? I don't think I've seen any Fast and Furious news.
1: No, I've got nothing
0: but time. Me either. Nothing but time. No news, for sure. Rock the vote. I'm going to search The Rock President, Dwayne Johnson President, on Google News, see if anything comes up, see if he is, in fact, running for president. I don't know that he is, but let's see here. So, The Rock President... Again, that thing from a couple weeks ago, Jim Ross says The Rock would win, blah, blah, blah. Don't think there's anything here. Then I'm going to search Dwayne Johnson president, still that same story about the Virginia teacher retiring,
1: getting the message from him. Which was super cute, yeah.
0: But no, I don't think, surprise, surprise. I do not think that uh, The Rock is running for president, Damn. unfortunately.
1: Sad. It'll happen one day. It'll, it will.
0: Or it won't. And, you know, I just... do. Like, okay, the best case scenario for me to, like, not have to do this forever is that he runs and either wins or loses, right? Like Yes. It's just, if he never runs, this game can never end.
1: Have we said this before? That, like, what if he wins in this, like, we have to, like, address his, like, foreign policy every
0: week? I mean, hey, we'll we'll make it work. We'll have a spin-off <laughs> podcast.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> too fast, too politics. <laughs> There's a there's probably a better name, but, you know. We'll no, out. I like
1: it. I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. That would be perfect. That's exactly what I would want to name it. Thank you. Cool. All
0: right, Joe, only one more thing that we have to do today before we take a break and talk about American Graffiti. We've got the Fast and the Furious Minute, Minute 58. A minute I toyed around with a lot of different ideas. Oh. Titles. I was just like, I tried to
1: get poetic I with got, it. A, I, I, got was a, like, I got the best title. What's your title? A Dom Daddy. Oof,
0: no. No. I mean, can, I love it. Come on. I don't think that that quite... I don't think that that's quite true to the uh, spirit of this minute. Like this is this is the basically like
1: you know being Oscar role. Like this is his. Fine. You know what I
0: mean? Fine. I just called it Dom's dad. Dom daddy. Dom dad. Dom's dad. How about Dom's daddy? That's fine. That works. Ugh. I'm not looking the like, the BDSM of it. It's just like just the the tar- Like no, whatever. I like.
1: I was I was just going for a the Development joke. That's all I wanted.
0: Yeah, he's a leather daddy. Exactly. Turn. He clipped
1: his bumper and put him into the wall at 120. I watched my dad burn to death. I remembered hearing him scream. The people that were there said that he had died before the tanks blew. They said it was me who was screaming. I saw Linda about a week later I had a wrench
0: and I hit him and I didn't intend to keep hitting him but by the time I was done, I couldn't lift my
1: arms.
2: He's a janitor at a high school. Has to take the bus to work every day.
0: All right, Joe, so in this minute, as we just heard, Dom tells Brian the story of his dad and Kenny Linder. It is the easiest minute that I've had I think the entire movie in the 58 that we've done, it's one line of dialogue, basically. It's Dom, like a little monologue. Brian sits down. There's no new music. The music continues from the last minute. There's Mm -hmm. no new clothes. You know, it's just, it's basically the camera following Dom around the garage as he tells the story about how his his dad died.
1: Yeah, that's, it's it's heavy.
0: You know, we talked about Kenny Linder a couple of minutes ago when Tanner shows him the pictures. We talked about Kenny Linder last minute when Mm -hmm. Dom starts his conversation. But now we know who Kenny Linder is, right? We know that Kenny Linder tried to go inside, clipped the bumper, sent Dom's dad, Dom Daddy, into the wall at 120. (laughs) Dom's dad died. He thought he was screaming, but it was actually Dom screaming, right? Yes. Then he goes and finds Kenny Linder and beats the shit out of him. Kenny Linder is a janitor at a high school, and I was like... A, we, I mean, we know that because we've seen this movie a whole bunch of times. But B, that sucks. Like that's terrible. And I think Dom feels regret here, he feels remorse. He was just like yeah. that animalistic, and he has to take overtime right because he, yeah. he can't drive. The third thing, like C, I was just like, is this an episode of High School Slumber Party? What? I feel like we need. I feel like we need Brian here because if if Kenny Linder was a janitor at a high school, if
1: anybody would know Kenny Linder as a janitor, it will be. Brian Rodriguez of High School Summer Party.
0: All right, cool. Well, let's let's get Brian on the phone. Let's see if Brian's available.
1: Okay, call Brian.
0: Oh, wait, no, I got a better idea. Let's fire up God's Eye. Let's see where Brian's at. Yeah. Tap, 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 tap. Hack, hack, Tap, 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 hack, 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 hack.
2: One thing I can guarantee, no one's ready for this.
0: Oh, I got him. Good. It, it looks like it looks like he's on Discord right now. Oh, shit. Brian, are you there?
2: Hello. Hi. Oh, God's you, Eye. Were, works you, were you in the a, shower? Without, are you okay? A flaw. Yeah, just hopped out of the shower, actually. Oh, I God. Was, we was saw. Curious. I mean, we definitely saw, but...
0: <laughs> well, welcome. You were the first guest we've ever had and may ever have for the Fast and Furious Minutes. This is something that literally five minutes before Joe and I were going to record, I was just like, hey, we God's Eyed you said are you available you said yes and here you are
2: a lot of connections i mean i, I don't i don't uh, you know blame you for calling in an expert on this one
0: <laughs> we well we were it. also talking in the opening segment about how joe and rachel recorded another cheer monday movie for you in we addition did? to the cheer monday movie that i think is going to come out the 18th which is on monday this upcoming monday do we want to tease i mean you will have already announced on today's episode
1: i didn't say i don't say which ones we we do so
0: but brian if people did their homework right and they listen to high school slumber party they already know monday the 18th if that's still the plan what's the movie that you and joe are doing you're talking about this upcoming monday
2: that is true though with these lifetime movies i'm not sure like the t's matter so much <laughs> i imagine i imagine most of our audience has to go out and see it you know sure The film is, for the homework doers out there, it is Identity Theft of a Cheerleader. Wonderful. Joey, are you familiar with that one?
0: I I mean, I've seen every Lifetime movie. You know, actually, we talk about every episode. We talk about trash TV. I always ask Joe for a trash TV update. And I said in this episode, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care what you say. I just kind of, I listen, but I don't listen. And it's the same thing here. Just like, oh, yeah, like, you can talk about Lifetime movies all day. I'm going to enjoy your episode a lot. It's not going to stay in my brain. No. Well,
1: it doesn't stay in the brain of people that actually watch Lifetime movies. Exactly.
2: Now, I wouldn't say this on my show, but I'll say this here. (laughs) I think that some of the most listenable episodes episodes without having to watch the movie. You should watch the movie, but, mm-hmm, yes. but I think they're entertaining without it because there's so many other layers when we talk about a Lifetime movie.
1: It's very true. like a seven-layer bean dip. Yeah. <laughs> it is It is the seven-layer bean dip of films, I agree, <laughs> that perfectly describes it. But yeah, so I mean, I was
0: just on your podcast in an intro segment a week ago today talking to you about some other things. and We figured we'd call you in here. Now, a question for you. Have there been high school movies either that you've covered or that you plan to cover that you know about? about high school janitors.
1: I know one.
2: I don't know. Okay, so the janitor is actually a reoccurring character in a lot of 80s high school films. Okay. O- off the top of my head, one of the Hudson Five hiding out. <laughs> <laughs> Very obscure film, but the John Cryer character hangs out with the janitor in that film.
0: Okay. Is there a janitor in The Breakfast Club? Yeah,
2: okay, so that's the biggest one. Good call. Okay. Yeah, he's a big character in that. I forgot his name. Carl. Carl's his name. Big character there. I haven't not seen Not Kenny one that, Linder. Not Kenny Linder, no. Okay. I haven't seen one that um, focuses just on the gender.
1: Though, you did, though. You guys are forgetting the most obvious one. And we even talked about it yesterday, Brian. Step Up (laughs) is the most obvious janitor-focused high school
2: movie. Channing the Janitor, wow. Wow, Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. all the world's coming
2: together today. I love it. Seriously. Perfect.
0: I will also say that I think later this year, there is a Netflix movie coming out directed by Charlie Kaufman, written and directed by Charlie Kaufman, who I think all three of us love. It stars Jesse Plemons, who is Todd, nephew Todd, I think, on Breaking Bad, and he's also in Game Night, which is hilarious. Stars him and Jesse Buckley. I'm thinking of Ending Things, which is this great book that I love. I read twice, written by Ian Holm, I think, and I'll look that up. It's not about high schoolers, but the one of the I think the climax of the book at least takes place in a high school. And it's a like there's a janitor kind of something involved too. So not exactly this,
1: but like adjacent? It's close. I'll let it count. I'll pass it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that counts. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see how much, because, you know, films and books could differ. Maybe it will be more high school focused. Who knows? But that sounds cool. We've talked about Jesse Plemons a lot too on another show I do on this network. P.S. I love Hoffman because he's in The Master, and I think he's in another Hoffman film.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot that he's in The Master. That's absolutely right.
2: Also, as a correction, Ian Holm is an
0: actor from Lord of the Rings. I was going to say, I'm like, whoa, he's a writer too? Ian Reid is the writer. Okay. Gotcha. Back to the minute for a second. So So I guess there's no Kenny Linder high school movie as far as you can tell.
2: No, I was going to say, though, again, I don't think it's fair, but that's certainly like the... Reputation that the word like janitor has, right? Like, once you're one of those, you're not the main character. Like, you, you well,
0: yeah, I guess it's a college, I was gonna say because Goodwill Hunting is essentially about a janitor, too, and that's not a high oh, school movie, true. that's a college movie, yeah. Know.
2: But it's it's about him kind of escaping being a janitor, like, he's true, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Quote unquote," better than that, you know. There's a, certain- yeah,
1: there's a negative connotation there for sure.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I was looking for. So when things happen to Kenny in the Fast and Furious series, mm-hmm. I think not. A, you know, on the most realistic level, he's even removed as being the main character in his own story. Now he's certainly they're saying it in a condescending way here. Now he's a janitor at a school, and he's got to take the bus to work. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's no surprise that there's not a lot of like janitor focused. Films, because that's just traditionally been, oh, this is the other guy here.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what we need? You are a writer. You're a storyteller. You're a high school film expert. We need fanfic of Kenny Linder's life, <laughs> I oh. was going to ask Brian.
1: I was going to ask Brian a similar question. Can you think of a movie that possibly Kenny Linder was the janitor in? Is there one? You know that one. Do, like are a...
0: you? Thi- do you have one? Are you? Are you like? Is this? Is this a quiz that you know the answer no, to? Or you no. Just no, I don't. I was looking starter. for ideas. Okay. Yeah, I was
1: mm. looking for ideas from you guys. Is there like a janitor who's like who looks like maybe a little disheveled? It's kind of like timid because he maybe got beaten with a wrench once or twice.
0: I mean, oh, I think to Brian's point, that kind of feels like. All, like, stereotypical janitor in movies, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. But I guess I have to throw a question back to you. What? Why do you think he's a janitor? Is it because, like, I don't want to get too dark here, but, like, does he have a physical <laughs>
0: deformity because that's of Dom I now? I think that's what Is it a mental
2: at. deformity? Is he a
0: night janitor, do you mean?
2: Yeah, I don't know. You know, like, I don't want to get too dark here, but it's... But yeah,
1: I think that they're saying, because we, the, we saw the pictures of Kenny Linder's face. Dom definitely hit him in the face a bunch. I think that he definitely disabled him, right? Like, he did some permanent damage.
2: But I wonder if it's, like, something where he's, you know, maybe not as cognitive as he used to be, or he has, like, one eye. Because I know we see the picture, but that's, like, it seems like it's a right-after picture, right? It is. It's not, like, like now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's hard to say because I don't know exactly what the dude looks like, is acting like, because... I I guess in high school movies, there are a couple different kinds of janitors. One of them is the, like, really witty janitor who's, like, wise behind – not really wise behind his years, but you know what I mean. He's just, like, a wise guy who knows the ins and outs of the school, and I don't know if that's a Kenny Linder, you know? No, I don't don't think so. I don't think so, right? No. I hate to say it, but probably, like, a horror movie, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And he kills people with a wrench. Ooh.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Ones that look like Dom. Ones that have nah. fast cars. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> oh. So it's like, uh, fi- no, wrong
0: turn? That's a, that's a horror franchise, right? Wrong yeah. turn? Well, so Joe, I know that you took a lot of notes about a lot of the signs and everything. What I first want to bring up here, though, Go is ahead. I put a picture here. We see Brian sit down toward the end of the story. Like He's basically just like, shit's getting heavy, I need to sit down. But at this desk, well, first of all, behind him, Toretto jacket, Joe. I'm, I'm gonna stop lusting over that drive jacket. The Scorpion jacket's done to me. I want a Toretto jacket. That's a Toretto what I. Toretto racing jacket.
1: It's fucking awesome. awesome.
0: But I've got questions here. What? There's a framed photograph on the desk, mm-hmm. and then there's pictures behind Brian of just dudes in front of cars on the wall. Yes. And I'm sure that they're just props of like whatever was in the garage or whatever. But like, there's a wedding. And there's photo also pictures too. above. Yeah, behind the trophies. More trophies, Joe. By the way, more trophies. Yes. And there's a picture behind the books, the Chilton books at the top. But like. Is this Dom's Dad?
1: I think I think that's Dom Daddy, yeah.
0: I Googled once again, I couldn't find out who Kenny Linder was. I Googled I didn't even know how to begin, I was just like framed photograph, garage, the fast and the furious, and people were like and Google was basically like, Hey, do you want this eight by ten of sexy Vin Diesel? Like, no, I, don't. <laughs> I mean I do, but I don't. But like I wanna find out who the actor is. Like who is this person? If it's just somebody on set, if it's just a photo that was there. But I One guess of them- we're supposed to believe
1: Honestly, one of them that's, like, over here, like, this guy in the hat, kind of looks like Craig Lieberman, which would make sense, right? When I saw that one, I was like, I bet these are guys that, like, provided the cars.
0: Like, you would think that if, if it's Dom's dad on the garage, or uh, if Dom's dad on, in a photograph on the desk, the 8x10, the pictures behind Brian could be kind of, like, his stock car pit crew, kind of, right? Yeah, like the guy yeah. You know, from the Ford v. Ferrari, and just, like, it could be Craig Lieberman, but he could be playing, embodying the role of, like, tire Engine, gasoline, whatever guy.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: And know, a lot French of the photos man. seem to be of the same guy, right? Like, because they're framed on behind the trophy, looks like that same guy on the bottom. I'm yeah, trying to it s- does. Clearly, it's supposed to be. He doesn't look that cool, which is a little disappointing. But
1: he's a, he's a silent cool. Should we call this minute stunting like my daddy? No. Nah. I like okay. Dom Daddy so much better, and you keep wanting to change it. Right? <laughs> Just because this is eventually going
0: to become a book that we self-publish and try to sell on Amazon, and forever we are going to be tied to Dom Daddy.
1: I mean, it's one minute of a hundred and whatever, right? Like, I guess. Yeah.
2: Do you think that Dom takes on the daddy role? Right? Like, it's uh, he's head of the family, so yeah, he for
1: is. Sure. He's for sure the the dad. Yeah.
2: So yeah, he's a daddy Dom. So I mean, <laughs> you can't get you can't. Get around it, it's what's happening, it's true. But the minute's
0: not, like, I'm not naming the minute after Dom Daddy, Daddy Dom, I'm talking about Dom's daddy.
1: Yeah, that's what we said, Dom Daddy.
2: Yeah, but it's a continuation, like, his father might not be in his life, but he's absorbed the role as the Daddy Dom, so, I don't know, (laughs) it's not not my second, it's yours, so...
0: Well, Joe, what else did you notice? What are, Because you have links here that I, did not, did, to your point, did not click on. I don't know what these links are. So why don't you hit us with some of these cool things?
1: Okay. The Chilton books, you can still buy them. I linked to what the What are g- they? General mechanic guides, mechanic manuals. Okay. And you get them for like the year. And it's like, you know, this is how to fix shit.
0: When I had to go to the Chevrolet dealer to get my car, whatever service, when I got the new car, there's like that woman behind the counter who like has basically the ultimate Chevy book. It's just like, okay, I got a 75 Bel Air. I need this part. And she like looks through that. And like, that's this kind of book.
1: I think it's more of like a Mona Lisa Vito type registry of like, this is what you okay. set the timing to in this car. And Over stuff tap like. dead center. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. So I think it's more like that.
0: Are you going to buy this one? It's only seven seventy five. That's a That's a steal. I know. Yeah.
1: That's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Apparently, like, they make one, like, every year. That's free shipping. Yeah. The cooler thing is, and the things that we always get really amped on. Oh, wow. Least,
0: okay. I saw the second link. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The thing that I always get really amped on, and you seem to get really amped on, too, mm-hmm. I found the poster behind Brian here that says, December 1st and 2nd, 1972, the last drag race. I found you, you can buy the NHRA T-shirt that is for Lion's Drag Strip that has the exact same logo on it, and you can get this T-shirt made. I think it's like the cool shit ever. I wish it was black. Obviously, it's it's a white T-shirt that has the same logo as the poster behind Brian, which I think will be full a really
0: NHRA cool event, national records. Join the saying goodbye to the in quotes beach.
1: Yeah, the beach. So I thought that was really cool. I was like those, and the last thing that I think is cool I think the toy car behind Brian that we couldn't see last minute Mm -hmm. is a challenger I think it's a challenger
0: I mean, of course it is. If it's on the charger, it's a challenger, right? That's what like, I that's thought. Just what too. we learned.
1: Yeah. So um, I need somebody with, like, wow. you know, a little bit more eagle eyes to take a look at it too. But I think it's a challenger. But right before the '70s, it would make sense. It fits the timeline. Fits the vibes.
0: And my favorite part about this is that the link you put in there is a Bing link because this is a Bing, Bing household. Like this is we're you know as much
1: as oh, about love yeah. Google, this is a Bing household. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, sorry, I use Bing. I like the airline miles. I got the rest of the shots of the license plate wall that I didn't get last time because I like cool. finally panned so that's um all the cool stuff that i got for the minute this time
0: the uh, fast connection that we have in this minute is that in fast five when there's the dom and hobbs battle right in the garage yes. and they tackle through walls and tackle through windows and everything and then dom picks up the wrench like that's a flashback essentially to this story and the the you know dom obliterating kenny linder so like yeah future fast connection for sure there definitely but now the the difficult part trivia question i don't know like what i mean i guess it's got to be about kenny linder i mean we we could do kenny linder's profession yeah or do we want to say like what's kenny like what's the name what's the name of the man no dom beat
1: no because we already have kenny linder question earlier that names him Mm. do we it was how many photos of kenny linder does he show brian oh right yeah yeah okay that's good so current uh, current. profession Current
2: yeah i was gonna say you have to say current
1: gas
0: station attendant oh good one janitor Brian, do you have any? I mean, you're you're a guest here. Do you want to you want to come up with a, a job title?
2: How many do you have? Because
0: we usually do four. We have two so far, but we could do you know at least two more.
2: You have to do race car driver because there's going to be some idiot who not going to hear the whole question because they race car driver and it's like no current. <laughs> it's, you know? good
1: job, good job. Yeah. See, this is but, a high school man right here. <laughs> he knows how to do it.
2: I know my quizzes.
1: Yeah, yeah, you do, for sure. And we need one more. I going just say, like, a um, member of a pit crew. Okay, pit crew member, sure. Yeah.
0: Joe, any other thoughts about this minute before we uh, take a break? Oh, actually, yeah, We so let's wrap up the minute first, and I have another question for Brian. But do you have any other thoughts about this minute?
1: No, no, I, th- I think this is a good one, though.
0: Well, Brian, I mean, this is the first minute that you have watched along with us. I mean, I know you listen to the podcast, you support the podcast on Patreon. And by the way, you have started a domino effect of patron support. Yeah, thank which, uh, you, honestly. Thank you really? Really, yeah.
2: that's that's just how I roll, I guess. Uh, Clearly, you brought make friends like muscles, <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. But uh, any other thoughts from you, Brian, about this minute?
2: I think, and you guys have touched on this a little bit, but I think that this is again, Vin Diesel's at a crossroads here. We know what he's going to become. We know what he wants to become, but when this film came out, it was still like oh Vin Diesel, Spielberg says this guy's gonna be the next big director. There was a good chunk of people thinking like this guy could make Oscar movies and stuff. You mentioned they were this- right. <laughs> <laughs> This is kind of, though, a clip that, like, really reflects that here. Uh, I think he was even thinking it, too, right? Like, the, wh- when every actor gets a script, and I've been told this by actors, you're always looking in the script. By Hardnacka, for- <laughs> Yes, by, by John, the John Hardens of the world. But you're always <laughs> looking at the scene or couple scenes that you're, that's going to be, like, cut into your reel. That was what Vin okay. Diesel was thinking here.
1: This was his shot, right? Like, and you need to deliver here. And that'll be, like, the highlight of it.
2: Yeah, like, if you're a lead in a film, you probably get two or three moments in the movie that you could just nail it, and that's what you're going to, like, show people. Uh, I know Vin Diesel probably didn't need that, but I I think every actor still has that mindset. Like, what's my real thing here? And I think this is definitely one of the scenes. Makes because sense. I think yeah, when,
0: I'm, I when I'm thinking of Brian, the moment... It's not in this movie, but it's in four. It's the conversation with Mia at that restaurant, like, every day. Like, that whole thing, even though it's not necessarily, like, it's kind of the back and forth. Like, that's in my moment. This That's his his version of this Dom moment.
1: In this one, we get, we get a very similar moment when he and Dom are at Neptune's Net too yeah yeah. it's coming soon but like that moment when they're sitting down together they're like we need to like nail this interaction because like this is going to be like the shot in the movie
0: now brian before we let you go before we take a break the movie we're talking about today this is it's it's fitting like you know joe like three episodes ago i was lamenting the fact that we did not put back to the future as episode 88 because 80 miles per hour i was lamenting the fact that episode 88 was not the Burt Reynolds one, was yes. not Soaking the Bandit because it would have been a Burt Reynolds week. Yep. Instead, I just did whatever I did, right? Yep. Here, it all works out because we mentioned for the first time high school in a minute. Yes. And the movie we're talking about today is a high school movie. And not only is it a high school movie, but it's one that Brian and Mike and Chris podcasts all past and future guests, except maybe Chris might not come back. I mean, we love Chris, but I don't think he's going to sit through another Fast and Furious movie for us. I don't think Who so, knows? Who Maybe. Knows. We're talking about American Graffiti, and it's one that Brian covered on his podcast last fall in a two-part, super-sized episode. Cool. Now, Brian, before we have our conversation, me and Joe, what do we need to know? Like, where should we, you know, if you're developing a lesson plan for us... Teach us, Mr. Teacher.
2: The best way I can sum it up is basically, again, I don't want to steal too much of your thunder for later, of course, but this is basically if anyone ever wants to diss George Lucas and be like, the guy can't make movies, he got lucky with Star Wars, Watch the prequels. Right. This is the movie you watch, and you're like, holy shit, he can do things. Yes. It was done on a dare, essentially, by Francis Ford Coppola. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was like, dude, THX... People aren't going to watch that. Can you make like a mainstream movie that people are going to like and Lucas is like, "Okay, fine." And he makes American Graffiti.
1: Damn. This is the Kanye Otis story of movies right here. Essentially, yeah. He <laughs> was people. like, he was like, "You can't make beats anymore." And he's like, "Well, fine. Listen to this one." And it's like that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Wow.
2: Yeah, and it's uh, I it was actually the first time I watched it. Oh, really?
1: Like, just recently.
2: Well, no, that was, like, last November. So That's what I mean, but yes. still, that's
1: recent. That's more recent than, like, wow.
2: Yeah, okay, cool. and it was a two-parter. It actually came out my wedding weekend, I believe, oh. and then the second episode was Thanksgiving weekend. We had recorded it early on, but I was so, like, we had recorded a couple months before that, and but I was so excited for that one, and it was one of my favorite episodes by far. The cars, the music... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not going to steal too much from your episode, but I could talk about American Graffiti forever. It's definitely one of the best films that we've covered on High School Slumber Party that I've watched. Same. It's Still one of my favorites today.
0: I don't know what you're doing. If you want to join us for the full episode, you're happy. You're, you're welcome. If you want to, if you, I don't know if you have got things to do or not, but if you want to stick around, you can stick around.
2: Let's see. What time is it? Uh, h- how long do these usually run?
0: We'll probably record for another 45 to an hour.
2: I can do that. Hey, if, and if I got oh. a jet, I'll let you know.
0: Before we take a break, I do want to. I do want to make a point about you saying about George Lucas and about you know him making Star Wars like I, I I kind of when I was watching this movie I had that pang of regret that not that Star Wars is something to like be like woeful over like he but yeah. it feels like he fell into that Star Wars hole forever to the same point where like James Cameron makes like the, some of the best action movies of all time and now all he wants to do is make Avatar movies and it's like yeah like it's <laughs> not pigeonhole. bad but like do something else man
1: yeah I'm, I'm sad that we haven't seen more George Lucas films like this, right? Yeah. Because like,
0: he's only really done, well, I think, as far as I can tell, six movies and four of them are Star Wars. And it's this and THX.
1: It's just like, oh, okay.
2: okay. I, I don't want to steal the thunder because now <laughs> I've I've earned my invite. So that's cool. I've got my pass. Oh, and... I
1: love it. I was hoping that would happen.
2: Let's pump the brakes on the
0: conversation for a second. Let's take a break. Okay. Let's hear another word from our sponsor and come back and talk about American Graffiti.
1: Episode number 91, American Graffiti. This episode's brought to you by Ford. In 1957, the 229 stuck around yet again to be joined by a 245-horsepower 312, a dual-quad version of the same motor that produced between 270 and 285-horsepower, and finally, a supercharged 312 that made use of a McCullen Paxton blower to churn out 300 horses and 340-foot-pounds of Talk. Thank you, Ford. Thank you,
0: Ford. Well, we are once again, or not once again, but still joined by Mr. Brian Rodriguez of High School Summer Party. Hello again, Brian. Yeah,
2: Hi. I- I'm glad to be here.
0: And we never had a guest in the intro. We never had a guest from a minute. We, You know, this is a whole yeah. new thing. Jeez.
1: Man, oh, man. I like it, though.
0: I'm happy.
2: Record setting, record setting.
0: But I, I think it's important, because I, I know that you, you've done a lot of literature, a lot of scholarship, a lot of reading about this movie for your podcast, and I, I got through the IMDb trivia, but I'm sure there's things that I haven't read that I don't know about that I would love to hear your... Your take on, but uh, first, like Joe, if you want to hit the uh, hit the listeners with people, like I think this is a very approachable. Like we were talking to Wes before we started recording, yes. this is a very approachable, very enjoyable, probably the best movie that we've covered this lap. But if people have not seen American Graffiti yet and they want to, please let them know what this movie is all about.
1: This is awesome, and this really harps on a note that you of, of of types of films that you like. I think that this is adjacent or very close to a coming of age film. Sure. It's about the last night and your hometown before mm-hmm. you go off to college mm-hmm. and it's it's confronting the feelings of leaving high school behind and you know starting a new life and that journey at that age it's set in 62 like Brian was saying earlier man i think george lucas fucking nails it with this one so yeah yeah, it's just a great movie. It's one of my favorites of all time. Um, it's a movie that I've gotten into, no surprise here, but a, a movie that I've gotten into a fight with Rachel about because she <laughs> d- did not find it as enjoyable as I did the first time we tried to watch it together.
0: Did you did you make her watch it this weekend as well? Did she have a we different just opinion it today. today?
1: I don't know. I actually didn't ask her about it. She she seemed to be giggling this time. So. Okay. It was better this time, she says. It was more well-received. Yeah, cool.
0: For now, sure. Joe, do you have a favorite character in this? Because apparently, and this is a trivia that I, I oh. grabbed, that a lot of the characters in here are... George Lucas at different stages in his career, different stages in his yes. life.
1: Oh, that's so cool. I don't really think that I can have a favorite character. I think that I'd have to pick two, two duos. Like a story, maybe? Two duos. I think my okay. favorites are Terry and Deb. They're okay. hilarious. I just like the dynamic of like him trying to be so cool for her. And just, like, being such a dunce the whole time. Yeah. But her still enjoying it. Like, the purity of her just, like, loving it anyways. And I love the dynamic of Milner and Carol, too. Of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah, I think it's, like, just, like, the funniest thing ever, right? Because he's, like, as much as he trying to play, like, this cool macho guy, he's just, like, a big softie. And yeah. you see that come through. Those are my two favorite. Like, I can't pick, like, a singular character, for this like it's it has to be like those two scenes like those two parallel stories are my favorite ones
0: now brian i'd love to hear your answer to this question but i also want to get your take on this episode or this time watching carol reminded me a lot of uh Pamela Adlon's character in Greece, just, like, kind of the the much younger mm-hmm. character than everybody else, and just the similar kind of, like, precocious, wise beyond her years. Like, you kind of want to hate her, but you're like,
2: how can you hate this girl? In this genre, this is a very common trope, and I love it every time, just, like, the wise beyond their years little girl. I, you know, last week I recorded two things with characters like that, so... Uh, Again, I love it. Mackenzie Phillips was my favorite character. At least one of my favorite characters in the film. I don't know. I love them all. And, and Joe, you hit the nail on the head, too, with the thing saying the three main guys are three of George Lucas's life phases, if you will, to this Mm. point.
0: Which ones? Yeah, so Kurt is uh, his... Personality during college. Okay. Uh, Milner is his teenage street racing and junior college Ooh, years. Oh,
1: I didn't know Milner was him. Interesting. Okay. And
0: then Toad was him as a nerd as a freshman in high school, specifically his quote, bad luck with dating.
2: Yeah. <sighs> okay. So it went. He went from Terry to John to Kurt.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. I, I guess that's kind of how we all go, really, in a, in, a, in a sense, right?
1: I've, I've just always been John, so I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I was never John Milner levels of coolness. I promise. Like
0: I was thinking, John Milner is Dominic Toretto.
1: So okay. So I I was I was gonna present this to you too. John Milner has to be Dom, right? But I was
0: thinking he's Dom possibly or. In a different sense But Though he's not our hero Also DK
1: No I w- Yes I was gonna say Han Cause he's hanging out With the high schoolers He has a garage True He's very cool Has like some cool hair I was thinking He might be Han as well Right
0: Although I think that Harrison Ford As Bob Alpha As So there's a rumor That Boba Fett Is named after George Lucas's High school bully Bob Fett And he just made this um. character And he put it on there <laughs> And then George Lucas Apparently And this is how the story goes I don't know if this is true or not But he got so upset when everyone loved Boba Fett because like (laughs) this guy that like he just hated in high school became everybody's favorite like just like this unnamed or you know really mysterious bounty hunter right yeah like there's Bob Fett Boba Fett and this is Bob Alpha it's just like
1: I thought it was Bob Falfa I thought it was Bob Falfa Bob Falfa
0: but that's so it's even more so like Bob Fett Bob Falfa like it's again like it's very weirdly similar you know I think Bob Falfa could kind of be Han too like he's got the hair He's got the you know the the quarter mile. He's got no, all he's that. Too he's too douchey, the older character. though.
1: He's too douchey. Can't be Han.
0: Uh, t- it's a turn of the dial. Upon Han. like Han is like here, but Han could be this character if he's just not if he's an asshole about it, right? Like yeah, he, he, could, me- he could. He could. He has the propensity
1: for it. He could easily turn into that. He just this Giselle, and then that's it. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Famously, Harrison Ford did not want to do this. He. This is when he was just strictly was a, a carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? I- Yeah, he was a carpenter, like a set carpenter, and George Lucas begged him to do it. And we said on our episode at some point it's, this. it's pretty obvious he doesn't want to be there though like Harrison Ford's <laughs> great I love Harrison Ford but at certain moments not that he mails it in but but isn't that kind of his like that's kind of his thing in every movie to a certain <laughs> extent <laughs> but you would think like okay so Harrison Ford in the 90s could totally do that right this is a dude it's like hey do you want to be a movie star <laughs> nah I'm a carpenter man fine <laughs> I'll
0: do it they offered him $475 a week to act in this movie. And he said, no, I make more as a carpenter. And they're like, alright, fine, 500. He's like, fine, I'll do it. And they're like, cut your hair. And he says, no, I don't have enough lines. They're like, fine, just put on a hat then. Which is like, it's just like the most like cantankerous, just back and forth. And then George Lucas casts him and like into becoming one of the two roles that defines him for his career, right? So like, yeah. man, oh man. Holy shit,
1: that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't, did I ever tell my Harrison Ford story? Did I tell it? Yes. Okay, yes. sorry, then never mind. Multiple times. I thought so. I was gonna that i did brian you
0: mentioned i think earlier in the in the intro segment about like this was kind of made on a dare like the m- money for this movie And i know that you talked about this a lot in your episode so much of the money went to the soundtrack and like one thing we yeah. failed to talk about on the hollywood nights episode that we corrected later was the soundtrack this was even more so like the queen essential soundtrack i was reading that he wanted like 80 songs or something and they're mm-hmm. like you can't do 80 songs so they cut it down like 40 or 45 they lost some elvis ones because captain ron was just like we you can't like it's too expensive or whatever <laughs> (laughs) bringing on Francis Ford Coppola as a producer, because then they could say, from the man who brought you The Godfather, like, they added this extra budget, and so, like, almost all the money it seems went to this music, and, like, it works. Like it pays off. Absolutely. What year did they actually shoot this film? I, I forgot what it
2: was. Two
0: I mean, it came out in seventy three. So I'm guessing around then. I don't. I didn't see anything that was just like, oh, they shelved it for a while. Like it, it no. had a lot of time. Okay. It had trouble getting made because people thought like, there's no stars. There's like they didn't know what the movie was. It had this crazy. You know, it was going to require this crazy music budget. Everything basically was going against it. Then Francis Ford Coppola comes on. And like, George okay, Lucas can...
1: hadn't done anything else yet, right?
0: Well, he did THX 1138, which is, yeah. this, you know, the budget is basically the same as this. And I think, but the difference is that this movie cost $770,000 to make and grossed over $115 million, So it's like <sighs> one of the most wildly successful movies of all time in yeah. terms of box office receipts. So like, yeah. it worked. And then I guess because of this, you're like,
1: hey, what do you want to make? He's like, Star Wars. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm just assuming. I don't know.
2: No, that that is what happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it went just like that, yeah. Once you're then, you're just, like, fucking big dick in it. You're like, well, look what I did last time, assholes. Like- I, sent
0: you, I sent you trivia that I was like, this smells like bullshit. And, Brian, I don't know if you remember reading this or if you saw this when you did your episode, but apparently when they were editing this, somebody's like, give me real two dialogue, too. And he's like... R2-D2. It's
2: like, <laughs> oh. oh. And that's,
0: not, I'm like, that's that can't be real. That, there's no way that that's real.
2: Yeah, I didn't use that one. Uh. No.
0: <laughs> and I said to Joe that I was like, I'm not going to say that because it's the most bullshit trivia. I had to bring it up. It's so dumb. It, it has to be either <sighs> the dumbest true story or like, come on, guy, like, that's not trivia. And then, yes. One
1: guy on a, on a Star Wars forum says that like as a throwaway <laughs> joke to his buddies and it like got taken.
0: One thing that I was mentioning when we were talking in the intro segment about my like wd 3 TV live channel which has all the movies or whatever right like this movie also a universal release picture uh, mm-hmm. universal pictures release and I wonder if it's in the is this a in the Fastiverse and B is one of these characters possibly Dom's dad Ooh. Ooh.
1: who could Dom's if dad Dom be
0: So we we retrofit the first movie to take place in 2004, and if modern day he's supposed to be 40, he's like 25 in 2004, which means he was born in 79, which means that any of these characters would have had him about 15 years later, had him in his early 30s. I mean, it's not inconceivable.
1: It would have to be Harrison Ford, right? It'd have to be Bob Falfa.
0: So he would be like 45-ish, maybe, when he had Dom. Can you imagine... If Dom's dad is still alive, we were talking last episode about Dom's dad being an on, and they're just like, "Yeah, it's Harrison Ford." It's like, "Wait, what?" That would be
2: how cool that? Mind
0: blowing! Wow. It's like, sorry, Kurt Russell, like you're cool, but like
1: we got Han Solo now.
0: We got two Han Solos. Han's Solo. Oh,
2: has to be very cool.
1: It seems like Harrison Ford's a logical addition, right? Right. It kind of clicks too well. I like my brain's trying to figure it like to find the like the loophole in this now, but I'm like. Yeah, no. he's somebody that can, yeah. like, really come in and be like, okay, over the top. He doesn't need to be in it for a <laughs> long time. But you'd be like, holy fuck, they got Harrison Ford to be in this thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. you'd be like, holy shit. Like, that would be the huge reveal.
0: While we're on the subject, kind of, of Stuntman Mike and Kurt Russell, another thing that Tarantino, I'm sure, lifted from this movie. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about, Joe?
1: What, what do you think he lifted from this movie now?
0: Milner gets a ticket from the cop and he gives it to Carol and he says file that under CS chicken shit is what it is yeah and he's like i got a book i'm going to have to file you under chicken shit it's oh, just it's that's the same thing it's so the same thing
1: right yeah of co- and of course Tarantino was fapping to this movie too right like sure. <laughs> Like, this is, like, right up his alley. So, yeah. um, this has this has some great, great quotables in it. Yeah, Harrison Ford. But John Milner delivers all the very Dom lines in this, right? He's like, if, if he can't find me, then he ain't worth racing and stuff like that. Like, all of these are just, like, John Milner classics. Maybe Harrison Ford's his real dad, but John Milner adopts him because he's a sweetheart. <laughs> and he's raised <laughs> by John Milner. But he has the temper of Harrison Ford.
0: You know, I am also very glad. I mean, I love all that. I love all that. But I'm also very glad that we have Brian here because he uh, he made a very good joke on Twitter when I put so I've joked about on here a lot what about how I have hair blindness yes when I see a character and I'm like I can't like if they change a haircut radically I'm just like I don't I don't see the same actor right yes (laughs) (laughs) blonde Natalie Portman I'm with you brother Brian do you know that story no so we were watching song to song for boyfriend (laughs) material and Joe's like yo who's this girl she looks like blonde Natalie Portman I was like it's Natalie Portman. <laughs> it's,
1: it's Natalie in all Portman. my notes I was like, okay, blonde Natalie Portman does this now. And I thought that, that was my nickname for her, but no, it was literally a blonde Natalie Portman. Like
0: yeah, it's when an, when I know an actor I can see them, but like when I don't really like I'm, I've only seen them in a couple things. So like here, I knew that Richard Dreyfuss was in this movie. I see him in the credits and I'm like, I don't know cuz I know him as Hooper from Jaws. Everybody knows him as Hooper yes. from Jaws, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't see him in this movie. I'm like, where where is Richard Dreyfus? And I Google him. <laughs> And I'm like, no, no, no way. <laughs>
1: Did you really not recognize him? Wow.
0: No. Jeez.
1: Because then, uh, beard
0: blindness, because then I look and I, I Google image Richard Dreyfus, American Graffiti. I'm like, Okay. And then I Google image Richard Dreyfus Jaws, and I was like, right, that's what I thought. And then side by <laughs> side, you can see it, but it's also like, what is happening? So it's I put it on Twitter. All, it's all obviously him, though. <laughs> I can't. I can't see it. I didn't see it. Whatever. And also, I'm trying to take everything in. Whatever. But then I put it it's on Twitter. Okay. I'm like, what is happening? Because it's only two years apart. Like, it's not like it's ten
1: years difference. This was the crazy thing to me. Like when you posted it's the picture, two years difference. Yeah, he's like he's like a small boy, and then like a man.
2: Because <laughs> I
0: sent
1: them to Mike too, and I was like, I know I have hair blindness, but like beard blindness.
0: And he's like, yeah yeah, but they were like 10 years apart. I was like, no, man, they were two years apart. He's like, what? So Mike was on my side there because he gives me shit for it a lot of the time, but like, he's like, no. So I put him on Twitter and Brian says, Brian, what did you say on Twitter? I don't repeat my jokes. Come on, quote me. Fine, no, I, I don't say. Have, I don't have Brian Twitter said, up. why are you sharing my personal photos? And I oh. quote tweeted and just said, Brian, before quarantine, Brian, <laughs> after quarantine.
2: I've been compared to Richard Dreyfuss in the past, both in my acting I skills it. and in my looks. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine, though, speaking of Richard Dreyfus, like going from this in 73 to Jaws in 75? to Close Encounters in 77. It's like, whoa. Insane, whoa. insane.
2: Also, an amazing decade. Richard Dreyfus was a guy who his name was on director's like lips in the late 60s, but he couldn't land the big role. Ugh. He famously was like second or third place for The Graduate and a couple other Ugh. films. Yeah, when he got this, and I think it was open casting for this or something like that, he had a great 70s. I mean, he was passed around among friends, right? Like Lucas yeah. and Spielberg yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that. So I, I like Richard Dreyfus in this era specifically. But I do too. You're, yeah. you're right he does look for me like I he looks similar but he is a chameleon in a sense of those are three really kind of different characters and i and i love it
0: cuz i'm looking right now on his imdb and like he's in he's in huge movies like he's in value of the dolls and the graduate both in 67 but he's in uncredited roles and just yeah. like oh. like he's in huge movies just way in the background right and then yeah, american right. graffiti and then he gets to jaws and then he gets to close encounters Oof. and then you know he just goes some reason stand by me like he's in all these different movies but like the three movies over the five-year stretch it's like whoa, oh boy like wow uh
2: i think this was a mike Manzie fact but dustin hoffman's roommates growing up in the acting biz were gene hackman and robert duvall and i okay. believe richard dreyfuss lived in the same building or they were all oh. friends is the point so that's why like um richard dreyfuss would still like get these uncredited roles in these kind of films because his friends were <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making big movies. That's so
1: crazy. It always has to be kind of serendipitous like this, right? Like, you know, what we've learned from doing
0: Cruise Club and stuff is that basically for every movie that Cruise got in the 80s, Nicolas Cage and Charlie Sheen were both up for the part. And it's just like there's the same, like, you know, same probably 5-10 guys who all go on to become huge actors just up for every part at the same time. And so I would imagine if you see these people at like every audition, you know, especially like in the Outsiders-ish era, right? Like they all mm-hmm. just be kind of become friends to a certain degree and they're like, Hey, like we're we're you know, we're competing but we're in this together just like you know high school musical talk. Yeah, about. like
1: you're here again. You would you know what I mean? Like you would eventually just be like, <laughs> What's up, man? Like, I've seen yeah. you everywhere and then like you're at the same parties, I'm sure, just always running into each other. So Uh
0: one thing I made note of very early on is that when Richie Cunningham is giving Toad his car and he says only use thirty weight oil I was like, Ooh, we can't waterboard a guy with that. Like that's not gonna fly. <laughs>
1: You need 40 weight only, dirty oil.
0: 40 weight, maybe 50 weight, but 40 weight should do. But yeah, yeah. 30 weight, mm, nope.
1: Definitely not. Definitely not. I like a
0: thing that I had never thought of. You know, like it's not, it's not like I don't think about weights of oil, and then just now we well, have a no conversation. Now it's just in my brain.
1: Lance would not approve.
0: No. There's also, did you, there's a line in this movie that I think the Fast and Furious kind of directly, not ripped. Stole, I, I got ripped. it.
1: Can I do it? Go for it. It's when they pull up next to each other, Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. and he says, what you got in there? And he looks at him and goes, more than you can handle. Ferrari. Yeah, basically, it's It's the exact same line. I was thinking the exact same thing when you said this. Yeah, that's a great one, and I I think that they definitely lifted that. I'm sure that Rob Cohen was watching this film at some point, too. You know what I mean? Like These are ones that aren't hidden everybody's going to kind of do an homage to this, I'm sure.
0: Oh, one other connection I want to point out in terms of uh, Milner and Dom is that he's also got the white undershirt on. Like The iconic Dom look, I think, is that white undershirt, right? And he's got that here. Yeah. And, uh...
1: I love the fashion in this movie.
2: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's great. I just... I've been... Arguing with myself whether I should burst your bubble on the Dom thing and what? Milner being his dad, but if you recall, in the end credits, wait, scroll... hold on,
0: Brian Earl Milner? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what I said last time.
0: Okay, Brian, I, I know what you're going to get to, but say that, and then I'm going to have a counter, I have a counter argument for you.
2: So it says that he's dead, John Milner, that he Do died. We see a body. <laughs> Good call. I say that a lot. It's no, we don't see works, a baby. body. However, I wasn't going to bring this up now either. I don't know. Has, have either of you guys seen the really bad sequel to American Graffiti? Oh no! no American
0: Graffiti. I have not. No. Oh.
2: It is terrible. It was my favorite parts of the High School Slumber Party episode, where I just went on Wikipedia and read like this, you know, summary <laughs> of it. Oh, my God. It will ruin American Graffiti to you. I'm not going to watch <laughs> it because it is so bad. Give me some
1: highlights. Give me some Give me some tilters. What do you remember ah. that was, like, really so bad? So here's, here's one thing I know about it.
0: And then, Brian, that can give you a second to remember your all the things you hate about it. But so apparently when George Lucas wrote this screenplay, he, we're basically following four guys, right? It's like four guys in four different stories. Yeah. And the way that he wrote the screenplay for this movie was he was like, okay, we got guy A, then B, then C. Then D. Then we're back to A, then back to B, then back to C, then back to D, then back to A. Like and like every okay. fourth scene we would follow the same guy. So it's like this whole like rigid structure. Structurally I think it makes sense. But then when you're shooting a movie, they're like, well, this scene doesn't work. This scene doesn't play. It's, we've got to really move this here. we got to cut this one out. And he kind of loses that. But what I read was that he stuck with that for the second one. So it feels like, Ugh. oh, I got this great idea. We're going to go A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. And they just did that. And it's
1: like, well, <coughs> you know, I like the idea, but maybe just tell a story. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. It, it, God, George Lucas sorry.
1: made the second one, too. He It was him.
2: Mm, he produced it. He, he hired like one of his most trusted lieutenants to write and direct it some dude named bill norton i'm just reading it now and there are scenes at woodstock there are scenes in vietnam like it's <laughs> it's crazy but john Millner's death scene is apparently shown in it so it's i don't know if we see Ugh. a body okay here's one I, i'm reading now terry the toad fakes his own death in vietnam is disillusioned <laughs> with the war and he oh, decides boy. to desert so he goes to europe and this is in the movie oh. <laughs> The leader of the pharaohs, Joe Young, is a big part of it too. He's killed by a sniper in Vietnam. He's actually like Terry's platoon mate, apparently.
0: So okay, how about this? So this movie takes place in sixty two, right? So if we if Milner actually is dead, say he has say in while this movie's going on, a girl that he slept with is pregnant with his baby, right? So she gives birth Before you
2: do the math, he dies in sixty four. They make that clear in the sequel. So Right, wanna... I'm
0: just I'm just trying to give us buy by as much time as possible. Like okay. we need... I'm trying to see if we can make him his grandfather as opposed to just his uh,
2: Oh, that way. I thought you were trying to get it close.
0: Somebody gives birth in sixty-two. Oh boy, that's that's tight. That's that's two like sixteen-year-old <laughs> yeah. pregnancies. Like that's because if Dom wait no sixty-two and then Dom is born in seventy-nine. It's not inconceivable. 17?
2: It's not inconceivable. It's It's not not impossible, no. Um, And maybe he already has uh, has Dom's father, though. And maybe he just doesn't know. Maybe he had a one night stand in another California town. True. Like in nineteen (laughs) sixty. Yeah. Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention from the sequel that I laughed now that I'm looking at it. Free-spirited Deb has switched from the whiskey to the marijuana, (laughs) and has given up her platinum blonde persona to be a hippie groupie in a long, strange trip as a performing country Ugh. country western singer.
1: Oh, God, <laughs> no. Why would you ruin Deb like that? She's, like, one of my favorite characters. She's so well, that's cool. That's why, like,
0: what I don't understand about a movie like this in general is, like, We tell the story, the story the movie ends, the guy flies off to college, we have all this different stuff, the one, you know, Richie stays home, whatever, right? Like, everything happens, we have a satisfying ending for everything, then they're like,
1: hey, wondering what happens to the characters next? It's like, not really, no, I don't care, no, (laughs) no, they're not real people. You know how we were talking about, like, we love that at the end of, like two lane blacktop and vanishing point and mm-hmm. and all of these movies were like it just ends right like yeah. everybody dies cool it ended
0: which by the way is almost what happens here to Bob Thalfa, right exactly. it's just like the car flips car explodes if this is bob Thalfa's story that's the end of the movie right just like oh dead right he's not dead but like it could have been it
1: could have been and we're like oh i'm sw- it's it's so refreshing to watch these old movies and them not to worry about making a sequel to know that they made a sequel of this movie when it like ended like so perfectly is like what the <laughs> fuck were you guys thinking yeah man you know what i was feeling a little nostalgic for as i was watching this movie and brian that? just brought him up you know what i miss small time criminals i miss the good old-fashioned street gangs with matching jackets Oh yeah, for the cage club for the uh,
0: the hot, the septub. What well, I don't even know. We have like the brackets that we're doing. Yeah. Anyway, we have the category in the comedies, small time crooks, and that is the number one seed. There is my cousin Vinnie. Like we kind of had a, something adjacent where it's just like he's dealing with kind of like low level sort of you know punks and thugs and stuff like that. Like it's not exactly what you're looking for, but it's similar. It's on the same in yeah. the same vein.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I was thinking like, man, like this is fun, and the pharaohs are are very reminiscent of like. I can imagine that Dom was doing something along the lines of the Pharaohs right before the first movie came out, right? Like, before he starts stealing DVD players, he's like... You know, attaching hooks to the back of a police car's axle to rip it off—these kind of fun things. That, like, I mean, yeah, somebody could get hurt, but not really. Like, you're not—you're not going to be on like the FBI's most wanted list for this. And I was just like, man, I really miss that. We're currently having a crackdown in New Haven. I like New Haven because I like lots of minor crimes that happen there. It's Mm -hmm. always—I think I—I argue that it's always good for a city to have a lot of minor crime. Just you know, keeps it feeling real, keeps people on their toes a little bit, and they're currently having a crackdown where like we have like all of these like teenage gangs of kids that just ride dirt bikes through the street like unlicensed and they do this like all day like even near work and stuff like you'll just hear them like all zip by and they like started impounding the bikes and i'm like why are you ruining like their fun you know like this is this is what keeps a city great right here like you need you need this for it to exist, and they just want so to... So you're saying
0: make New Haven great again?
1: Actually, I I had a... No, I there was a sticker in a bar, like, in the bathroom of a bar that I went to, that it said, New Haven sucked a lot less when there was crime or something like that, <laughs> or, like, make New Haven, like... Um, love it. Make New Haven dangerous again or something. like It was, like, along these lines. Like, just keep people on their toes, you know? Like, you get all these lackadaisical, like, suburbanites coming in, like, oh, I want to take pictures here. It's like, no, you could probably get robbed, and that's a good thing. That was my whole thoughts of love of crime. Sorry.
0: There's another huge... <laughs> Sort of huge, uh, fast action here. Do you remember the name of the dam that they want to go to? No, what is it? The Gallo Dam. G oh. A L L O. No way. When
1: do they say they want to go to the dam?
0: It's toward. It's like the middle toward the end of the movie, I think. And I just, I don't remember because I was like, it's like a fever dream right now. But I remember, I was just like, wait, what did I hear? And I rewind it and I look at the bottom and I put on the subtitles. It's not Toad. It's probably, prob maybe Kurt. Maybe not. It's not Steve. It's not Bob. I'm just trying to... I'm trying to do, like... It's not Terry. But it's a guy talking to, like, a group of girls, I think. And, like... Hmm. He's like, you want to go to the, the Gallo Dam, and I don't remember anything around the context. So I was like, I need to write this down. I need to memorialize. I should have <laughs> should have remembered more, but I was just like, and like even spelled the same way. Like, there's no W at the end. It's just the Gallo Twelve, the Gallo Twenty Four, the Gallo Dam.
1: I don't think that John Singleton was watching American Graffiti, picking up on
2: like <laughs>
1: throwaway lines to name his pizza shop in the next one. But I, would I like don't to think imagine so either. That he but... was. If he was, oh. You cracked the case wide open, brother. <laughs> you
0: know what I realized is there's a distinct lack of in Fast and Furious movies. What? Pranks?
1: Ah. Hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I think Roman kind of prays pranks on himself. I guess. Like, the, like, I don't really want water balloon and shaving cream pranks, but, like, I feel like we're
0: also way past that point where that could actually happen, yeah, right? No, like, it would it have can. had to be, like, in the first one or two or three movies, right? But, like, if there's something so so joyous about them, like, Carol getting hit with the water balloon, and then, then, like, all right, we're gonna do the thing, and they, like, take the air out of the tires, and then just... Yeah, I'm
1: surprised we don't get more of that. Like, don't you think that, like, wouldn't it be really funny if, like, Dom, like, takes the air out of, like, Hobbs's tire... You know race, what I mean? Race, right? <laughs> or just
0: like, yeah, like, let's, let's race quarter mile. And then, like, they just have, like, Jesse over there, like, taking the air out. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what I mean. Like, that would be really fun. Like, obviously, like, now they'd have to, like, you know, blow the tire off with, like, a god's eye <laughs> laser from the sky or something. But, like, you know, like, I would love to see, like, Dom, like, get out and be like, <sighs> and, like, let the air out yeah. of the tire. And be like, let's well, race, Brian.
2: <laughs> in Fast, I mean, I know it's not, like, a friendly team prank. but roman puts like what is it like gas on the yeah the two, on the like thugs windshield and, and lights it up that's kind of prankish right because it's relatively harmless he's smiling while he's doing it so i don't know but <laughs> you're right there's not too many pranks in the series
0: true okay
1: yeah I, mean... I wish we did have more pranks now you now you're gonna have us wanting some pranks in this i want pranks we get jokes in hobbs and shaw i think hobbs and shaw would be most likely to be prankable
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. High-level pranks, and I think too fast, probably low-level pranks. Because, you know, there's certain, like... I guess it's not a prank when Roman takes a cigar cutter or, you know, stuff like that. But yeah. they, they're, little, they're a little pranky, right? Like He's adjacent.
1: Not... He's, a, he's just too much of a criminal, but I get it. There's room in Tokyo Drift for pranks, too. Oh, they're true, true. Oh, true. Yeah, so true. many pranks. They could have made Sean eat all kinds of weird foods that he didn't know what it was. Like, damn. I
0: have a question, and I'm glad that Brian's here just because there's another person who might be able to answer this. And I'm trying what? to think, and I can't remember what this is from, but in this movie, they attach the chain or whatever to the back axle of the cop car, right? Mm-hmm. And then they speed by, and the cops go after him, and they just pull the tires off, right? Like, it just pulls the entire yeah, axle us. off. Yeah. There's another movie or a TV show, and I don't know what it is, and I was like, maybe Breaking Bad, but it doesn't feel right where they do that same thing, like there's people in a diner and there's like a biker gang outside. Do you know what I'm talking about or no? And there's I like, do.
1: it sounds so familiar. And hmm. when I saw it, I was like, oh, we've seen this before, but I don't, re- I can't place where it is either.
0: And like, it's something I've seen more than once because I remember seeing that scene more than once, and I can't... so like, it's it's not a huge list of things that could possibly be it's not a Fast and Furious movie and there's like two guys I think inside the diner and they're like looking outside and there's cops there and they know the cops are going to be safe or whatever then they sopranos? tie the this Hmm
2: it does sound familiar
0: but I've only seen The Sopranos once so I don't know that it would be that burning in my brain if you know what I'm, if you know what I'm talking about, family, I can love that me. Like it's something I can't remember what it is though. But like I, it's it was it was driving me crazy and still driving me crazy.
1: Yeah, I, I can see it too. Like diner inside the diner. I can't I can't remember it. And they
0: they tie it to like a semi truck. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Fuck, what is it? God damn it! I don't, I don't <laughs> know. know either. Uh, I don't know. Is get your ass in gear anything in the past? or no? Because Wolfman says that in this movie, and I was like, is that? Is that familiar? Is that from something we've seen?
1: I don't think so. I think it's just a general term, but I I do like the car-adjacent phrasings. I like a lot of their phrasing in this. I like that everything's bitchin'. That's pretty cool. The bitchin'est. (laughs) Bitchin'est girl.
0: You've got the bitchin'est car in the valley, and I was like, does this guy look like he drag races in the valley? (laughs) (laughs) My last fascination that I want to hear all ears, Joe, is that... At the end, when there is the drag race right between Milner and Bob Falfa, yeah, and Lori's in the car with Bob, just like we, we railed about when we had the family watch party for Tokyo Drift. It's like, why are you like not? I'm not saying this derogatorily, but like, why are you carrying extra weight in your car when like it's all about speed?
1: Yeah, especially like back then when these cars are heavy, yeah, and, and they're not like, and he already kind of raced them once, and it was close. So like, wouldn't you try to drop the girl off? John obviously does it. Like, well, right. he's doing it for her safety, but also like weight reduction, right? Like,
0: or just like, hey, get out of the car, stand on the side of the road. And also, you know, the why is she I guess, so
1: defiant and want to be in the car? Is what I don't understand. If you were like, okay, like she even says like, okay, I'm gonna get out of the car, and he's like, no, you're not allowed to leave when I'm like racing.
0: Well, because she's pissed at Steve because he's like, you mm-hmm. know, we should see other people. Like, she her whole night is just like fucked up because her boyfriend's a piece of shit. No, right? that's like it's fine,
1: just... but still, you'd be like, I don't want to be in the car while you're racing. That doesn't yeah. determine anything about their relationship or anything I right? think
0: there's the convenience of that where like it has to be like she could see the car flip and be like oh I had a near death experience but I think she has to be in the car to like Story get the two wise, of them back together by the end right yes
1: I agree but I'm saying like in logic reality sure like logical reality like why would you not be like the fuck i'm being gonna be in this car when you're racing it like i'm just getting out here's the door i like left. But, i mean
0: it's the beginning of tokyo drift right and they still did the same thing right where zachary ty Bryan's girlfriend nikki griffin's in yeah. the too so doesn't make any sense to me these girls they just want to put themselves in danger a situation <laughs> brian any thoughts there any explanations other than like it just has to have a happy ending for that couple
2: no i i mean I, i've seen this so often that i have to imagine that In the 50s and 60s, this might have been a thing. Like, maybe you got more, like, street cred if you rode with somebody, right? Like, maybe... People do a lot of things to get girls, right? Like... Yes. It's like, you know, if you're You're so close anyway, I'm just imagining that, like... Again, this is stretching it, but... It's not all about winning. Yes, it is. But if you win with a girl, it's like 10 times better or something. So And it's like, and, and it's like a the,
1: the seduction of doing it. Like she's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's dangerous, right? So like if she's not in the car, she's like, oh, that's cool. You raced him. But if she was in the car, she's like, I feel the speed and the danger of it.
2: Absolutely. I could see a guy saying like, what's the point of racing and winning if you're not going to do it with a girl? Like I could totally see someone saying that. So yeah. that's my only defense potentially. It's, obviously, it doesn't make sense weight-wise, but smashing I think the bitty it's dangerous mm.
1: for the girl. Like, I always drive super safe when I have anybody else in my car. Like, if it's just me, I'm like, I'll die. It's okay. But, like, if it's, like, somebody else in my car, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna take it really nice and slow, be cautious, because, like, that's their life, and they might not feel the same way that I do. Apparently, nobody really cared back then, so, <laughs> fine.
0: Just one real quick thing. I think it's Better Off Dead. What's the movie, Brian, where it's the two Asian dudes who learned how to speak by listening to Howard Cosell, and they're narrating the night? Is that Better Off Dead?
2: That is indeed Better Off Dead, the first film I ever covered on High School Mm.
0: And the film that got you blocked by John Cusack on Twitter? Technically, yes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Why? What did you do? Can you tell the story? It's really
2: quickly. John Cusack like disowned the movie after it came out. I really like it. I just messaged him. Not messaged him. You know, I added I added him. him. Yeah, tagged him. At, yeah, tagged him on Twitter, and I said, "Hey, John Cusack, why do you hate Better Off Dead so much, or something like that?" <laughs> and he just blocked me. <laughs> he blocks a lot of people apparently I'm not supposed to take it personal but I do because it wasn't I wasn't like oh screw you or anything like that just, yeah I hate like... I hit, I hit a sensitive subject <laughs> you know we got we got to do a BD Wap fee on him because like it's gonna be easy to get him blocked
0: I guess right
1: yeah that's true
0: uh, Joe what other did you get did you pick up on any fast connections I guess it's, it might be hard maybe not hard but for a movie that you know as well as you do and you've seen so many times like are you able to watch it with the fast diverse glasses you have fast connections we've not talked about yet
1: I was thinking you know just like we like normally do and we kind of started it, but, like, who is what character? And I was trying to figure, like, Terry kind of has to be, like, a young Roman, right?
0: I guess, but I feel like Terry, as he stands now, is too nerdy to be anybody
2: in the fastiverse
1: maybe a young tej
2: maybe i think tej is closer honestly
1: tej is closer like he kind of finds his way with girls he like learns it and he's a little nerdy so like he probably winds up being a computer hacker and i was like trying to place the women like is carol more mia or letty if hmm. Milner is, like, Dom. She's
0: definitely got a little sister vibe.
1: That's what I'm saying. So, like, it kind of felt like Mia, but at the same time, like, it could also I mean, She's got a little
0: sister vibe if the little sister just loves talking about rape. I was just like, that's one thing I was just like, oh, this is weird. Like, she brings it up twice. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah, she does... Also, how creepy is the fucking teacher, by the way? Oh, yeah.
0: You sexy little things. I mean, just little things. He's a
1: fucking (laughs) predator. Like, I was watching this, and I was like, as much as I love this movie, I totally forgot that teacher is a predator and, like, should not be around children at all.
0: And he also looks like he's 22. Like, he he looks younger than some of the actors playing high schoolers.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Just real quick about Carol, Mackenzie Phillips, who played her, was 12, and under California law, the producer, Gary Kurtz, was her legal guardian for the duration of filming, because she was 12 years old, just in a car, yeah, with the this guy. In a movie.
1: But um, she's great at it, It it works perfect, and I like the 12-year-old vibe of it. She seems like oh, she was great. probably way more mature than a normal 12-year-old at this time, right? Like, um,
2: You know, and, and the reason they had to sign over her, her rights, if you will... <laughs> <laughs> One of the main reasons, because her parents, of course, were in the mamas and the papas, and they couldn't oh. be on set every day. They're touring.
1: It was like daycare too. They like sent her off to like acting camp for a summer or something.
2: Essentially, yeah. I mean, she has a very, very, very dark story. So I mean, we we're I don't talking about yesterday. It today. She's wise beyond her years, and it's probably for not great reasons. But she's so good. So yeah, I'm not saying it's a great trade off in real life. <laughs> but if we ignore like the bad parts of her life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, she had already started doing cocaine before filming this movie. So yeah. When you put it that Jesus. way, it's like, ooh.
1: we were talking. We were literally just talking about this yesterday with Brian, too. I, I brought it up. You brought up John Milner's white t-shirt. I think Lori's cardigan in this movie is so fucking cool, and I want it really bad. Like, you with the Toretto jacket, with the Drive Scorpion jacket, Lori's cardigan is so cool to me. I wish I could wear this every day.
0: Like the 62, like, senior jacket?
1: No, like, at the end, when she's getting out of the car, she has this, like, black cardigan, it looks like it's probably, um, Richie, Ron Howard's, and it has, like, two, like, football varsity patches on the It's like his
0: his letterman jacket or whatever, right? Yeah, but it's a
1: cardigan, yeah, but it's a cardigan, and I was like, this is so much cooler than a letterman's jacket. Yeah, before jackets...
2: I guess they used to give Letterman sweaters out, which I always thought was cooler <sighs> as well.
1: Way cooler. Like, I like it so much better. So I was super jealous of that and was like, man, I would love one of those. I mean, I, I get that it's kind of lame because, like, Lori was wearing it and you'd, like, give it to your girlfriend or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, this is a fucking cool cardigan and I wish I had one.
2: It makes sense, more sense for California, too. Like, that big husky jacket in California, probably not going to be used as much as... A nice sweater for those cool nights at Mel's Diner.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Mel's Diner, once again, just like Hollywood Nights. Like Hollywood Nights is literally like, how can we make this again, but add in a little bit more like just like
2: fart jokes, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, have
1: you ever seen Hollywood Nights?
2: I have, I have. Uh, I haven't covered it yet, but I have seen it.
1: Like when we were watching it, we were like, oh my god, it's so much like American Graffiti, but like also just fart jokes. <laughs> Animal House and American Graffiti mixed together. That's what I think it is.
2: On that note, American Graffiti is considered the film that really really brought this nostalgia for late, early 60s, late 50s back. A lot of people, and you've been saying Richie Cunningham the entire episode, Joey, but a lot of people credit Happy Days with it. But Happy sure. Days actually is a series after American Graffiti comes out. Uh, I believe the pilot was before this, but like George Lucas didn't, probably didn't watch it. Maybe he did, who knows? But he definitely didn't copy it, is the point. Yeah. But uh, Happy Days gets the credit, but really American Graffiti, the massive hit that it was, really brought like this era that probably didn't end to like the 80s really because they were doing happy days and then Greece and stuff yep. like that you know the film i'm saying so it's such a cornerstone of like american cinema
1: i think so and i just like the time a lot of people like to have 20s themed parties and stuff like that or like 90s themed parties even i don't get too nostalgic for ones that i haven't that i wasn't in eras that i wasn't in or eras that even i grew up with whenever i watch american graffiti i'm like fuck i want to be in that time like i just love everything about it what would you do on a Friday night? Just, like, drive in circles and, like, go to the diner and then just keep driving and, like, yell at people from your car, play gentle pranks and stuff like that. And I was like, this seems like it's a lot of fun, and I'm sad that I missed out on this one.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an awesome era, just, again, for, like, the colors, the cars. But on that note, it's something that I always think of when I watch this film. This comes out, what, 73, and it's about 62? It's so weird to have an 11-year nostalgia. (laughs) It's usually
0: like 20 ish, right? Like, it's usually like. Yeah, it's usually. You need to hit 20, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) You need to be the generation of people making the things about the time when you were a kid right like that's how it works like we're about the 90s or like the early 2000s even now because like people who came of age then are now of the age that they're making movies and shows and like people in the 90s are making things about the 70s and stuff like that but like to be 11 year difference is weird it's really strange
1: did Lucas just get like an early start comparatively
2: I wonder how old he must have been pretty young when he did this so that's possible right like you don't see any movies about like 2009 today
1: (laughs) on TikTok probably (laughs) Yeah. on clip what is the clip one joey what's it called the thing that zeph is doing his new show on oh quibby quibby yeah on quibby yeah there's probably a lot of shows about 2009 and like all the nostalgia of it (laughs) there we're just we're just too old to like even know the media right now
2: you
0: know this time watching this brian speaking about nostalgia and a movie that you just covered on your podcast in the last month or two but this reminded me a lot of dazed and confused for a lot of different oh 100 i was thinking based on that and just based on i like dazed and confused a lot but the one that i like more that does it even more for me and it's Basically, the sequel, sort of, to Days and Confused is Everybody Wants Some, which is just about 80s college baseball team, right? This was making me think about this has got to, like, I know this is on, like, all sorts of lists of, like, the best movies ever and blah, 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 but, like, this has got to be very high up there. I'm talking now about American Graffiti, but also Days and also Everybody Wants Some and, for that matter, the entire Before Trilogy by Linklater, these are all, like, the most rewatchable movies of all time because it's just like you're hanging out with friends and watching them do dumb shit. Because, like, in terms of a plot summary, people's just spending their last night before they, you know, spend the rest of their lives, right? Like, there's not a lot that actually goes on, but there's a lot that goes on. And I think that in that way, just it's the nostalgia of just hey, I remember that night that I spent with my friends. I want to do that again and you watch this movie again.
1: Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about it, but this de- this movie definitely has a ton of rewatchability. Like, comparatively, like, even we watched a lot of great classic car movies this lap so far. This is one that I've watched and I could put on at any time and just be just be sucked in and enjoy it just for the fun that it is, so.
0: Because it's like this and Vinny, Nvidia- like, I mean, I liked genuinely every movie that we've covered so far, I think, unless I agree. I'm blacking one out PTSD-wise. You know, I'm not going to go back and watch. Tulane Blacktop, like any day, like, and sort of to be like in the mood for that kind of movie. But this, you could put on at any point. It, I don't mean this sentiment to this, but you talk a lot about the brain mush. Like, this is just like it kind of recedes into the background. Yep. And it's the music and it's the act. It's just everything. Color, it's just like it's like very Brian peaceful.
2: Yeah. This might have been like the best Friday night they had, but I bet you the one right before this was not that much different, and I don't mean that in a bad way, right? Like, it just feels like these are the nights that they cruise and have an awesome time. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. So I 100% agree with you.
1: This was probably, like, the highlight reel of, like, four weeks, but you would still, like, hear these stories all the time, right? Like, when you'd meet up with your friends, you'd be like, "But remember that one Friday when we, like, you know, put the thing on the cop car and, like, fucked it all up? They'd be like, yeah, that was funny, that was funny. <laughs>
0: I could talk about this probably forever, but I also don't know that I actually have anything more constructive to say. Joe, do you have anything else that you want to point out? Any other fast connections? Any other thoughts about one of your favorite movies?
1: I slid all mine in as we were talking about it. This is just a great movie, and if for some reason you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. That's like my major takeaways for this.
0: Cool. And Brian, what about you? I know that we didn't have you because we this literally like this sounds like it was like a bit, but like we didn't (laughs) five minutes before we started recording. I was like, hey, Brian, just come on and talk about the minute because high school. And we're like, hey, like us asking you to stay on was actually. Happened live on air, but I know. So yeah, I know you didn't, you know, rewatch this for today. But anything else that you want to say, any other you know, memories of your conversation with with Mike and Chris, or just from what you read or what you saw?
2: I mean, it just goes to how good this movie is. Like you just said, I didn't watch this before. It doesn't have like this really distinct plot line, right? But I could remember it almost verbatim as we started talking it. Like, there there wasn't any like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happens. That's the mark of a great movie with great rewatchability. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sick of it. I could watch it right now and it would be awesome.
1: Sure. And I love how it just, like, it caps it off with just the end is so perfect. Like, you get the nice switch like they change roles of what was happening in one night that last phone call that he has like when she finally calls like the thing and he's like you're like the most beautiful exciting thing I've ever seen and like can I know your name and she's like nope I'll talk to you tomorrow it's just like I might see you you know if you pass each other again yeah it's just like perfect and like I love romanticizing the idea that you can the the image of somebody else in your head is always greater than what they could be right like they can never match the perfection that you you give oh, them. For sure. so to end it like with him like being like that was it. She was the most perfect girl I've ever seen. You know, it's like okay, yeah, because you didn't like spend any time with her, so of course she's the most perfect girl you've ever seen. It's cool. It's something that I can relate to. Like I, I think about this a lot. So
2: really quickly, did you guys see the original intention for that character?
1: No, no. <laughs> oh yes, I did. I
0: did read this, but I, we didn't talk about it. But yeah, this is crazy. I, I just, hate this. I hate this. What? Is
2: so bad. But I, I wanted to bring it up because I, I guess my closing remarks is going to be what my opening remarks were on in the intro. Like this is to me. pretty That George Lucas is a great filmmaker Look, I love Star Wars I'm not saying I don't But he definitely got sucked into that universe No pun intended So the original intention of the Susan Summers character Was that it just was supposed to be a figment of Kurt's imagination And there was actually going to be a scene Where she was going to disappear on screen And we were all going to see that he was just imagining it Uh. the entire time and that's like to me so bad the movie did it so much better but i think about that and i think about certain decisions he makes in like the star wars prequel and stuff like that and i think george lucas i'm no george lucas obviously so me criticizing him is laughable but i think george lucas in a controlled setting is a genius i think sometimes when he's doesn't have control of his ideas and he takes them to the next level. That's when they could be dangerous. And this is the perfect amount of grounded George Lucas awesomeness. And I can't recommend this film enough.
0: Well, it's like pre-ego, right? It's just like yes. I didn't yes. make the biggest thing in the world. I can't like. It's essentially when we talk about death proof, Joe. When we talk about these yep. things, we're like, it would be cool if somebody says no to these people. But like, even when they're not being told no they're still making things that are like great and beloved it's not just like hey i'm gonna make uh jar jar binks like (laughs) not the shit on jar jar but you know what i mean it's just like the things that are coming out like could they be better sure but could they be worse yeah absolutely yeah yeah Uh, two more bits of trivia two more bits of car related trivia about this so number one the cars in the film are metaphors for their drivers so the snooty girls are riding in a parent's cadillac john's Ah. car is wild but quickly becoming an antique and Steve's car is fairly powerful, but completely stock and conservative. Mm. Laurie's car is an Edsel, which was intended to be forward-thinking and futuristic, but not in sync with the larger world beyond. Mm. Kurt's car is the strangest of all, a Citroën, a French car that is as quirky and odd as the members of the Moose Lodge, and which, like Kurt, simply doesn't belong. Mm. The most telling car of all is Toads, which, like his life, is non-existent, and represented by fantasy versions of himself, (laughs) a respected car like Steve's, And a rugged, manly jeep, and whether that was intended or not, that is like the greatest like Mm. college thesis like American graffiti, coming of of age in America, and automotives a twelve thousand word essay on how this all (laughs) it is.
1: It really is. It's your it's your film one hundred and one final thesis, like your final paper for sure. Yep.
0: The other trivia is that the 55 Chevy driven by Bob Harrison Ford was actually three different cars the hot rod version which you' seen the most which is also the same car used in the earlier two-lane blacktop which I think we, we read in that I think they actually yeah. used the same literal car I think
1: yes I feel like we we learned that too yeah
0: one for interior camera shots and one for the rollover after the drag race both the hot rod 55 and the 32 Ford coupe were bought from the studio by an individual in Overland Park Kansas. the mid 80s who restored them back to their movie appearance
1: super cool that's super cool so they're just like they hopefully they're still floating out there somewhere and that'd be like a really cool relic to have right
0: yeah well brian thank you so much for unexpectedly joining us for this episode if you want to plug what is today's episode of high school slumber party it's this friday as we're releasing this
2: Uh, so we're doing a newer movie big time adolescence it was a hulu movie starring pete davidson he's hot right now he has a new movie out too so this is two new movies for him this year, and my guess isn't he in some is... kind
1: of show? I saw the commercials for some kind of show that he's coming up into. No,
0: he's going to be in a new movie called The King of Staten Island, which that's right. Oh, it's gonna, a movie. It I gonna, thought yeah, that was a yeah, show. It was going to go to theaters, and then they're just dumping it on. I think HBO Max.
1: I want to say
2: something crazy, but it's yeah. Soon, and Marissa Tomei. So this month,
1: she's in it too. She plays his mom or something, right? I saw her I in the commercials.
2: Man. But this, uh, this film, Big Time Adolescents, I loved. It, it was great. It has some people I wasn't too familiar with. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is in it Ooh. but he has a he has a real name now and it, it's a it's a really cool film and my guest is the Foodie Films man himself, my partner on PS I Love Hoffman, Kyle Reinfried. So Ooh, definitely awesome. check that out. And High School parties twice a week these days. We're doing cheer Mondays as well. Joe, you're on twice in the Cheer Monday series. We know, already said what one of them it up, is. <laughs> for sure.
1: I've been talking it up the whole time on, on the intros to these, man. I'm so stoked for them to come out. Now, Brian, have you, are you
0: going to cover, this is a movie that I have not seen yet, but I'm going to watch. And again, I don't know, I've essentially stopped inviting myself on your podcast for movies that I haven't seen yet. But are you covering, or do you plan to cover, All Cheerleaders Die? Which is a movie we talked about a while ago. I, w-
2: I do plan to cover it, not in this series. Okay. I'll probably do a cheer mondays 2 series at some point Ooh, cheer harder <laughs> maybe because people want me to do these bring it on sequels i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm also like i didn't do i didn't do any horror cheer movies because I, I feel like that's in its own genre i definitely want to cover those um i might do like a horror cheer monday series as well but i want to find all the good ones that's on my list because when you look up movies and anything right you'll you'll get a list right but then when you put horror in front of it you'll you'll quadruple your list because they've made so many of their horror films of every <laughs> subject matter so i decided that i'm not sure how yet but i'm going to probably take like the four or five best horror cheer movies and do them in some kind of segment.
0: I like well, it. Well, I just, I just realized that you and I did, in fact, cover a... It's not exactly a horror cheer movie, but we did a horror cheer movie.
2: We, we did a horror cheer movie? Which one?
0: Tragedy Girls.
2: Oh, Tragedy Girls. That's right. Yeah. I, I also covered Jennifer's Body. That counts, too. Um, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of, like in the horror cheer genre, but I wanted to give it its own time space, and Joey, I'll probably be consulting you for... What are the picks in that genre? Because you know it much better than I do. Always
0: happy to help. <laughs> but Joe, we've got something very important for this very podcast, We have to announce what we're watching next week.
1: What is it? I don't know.
0: So next week is our a themed week. We have two themed weeks coming up this lap that I didn't completely screw up, That we did not completely screw up. But this is the first of two, unrelated to one another, other than they're both car-themed. But next week we are going... Back to basics, kicking it old school mm. with the original versions of two Ugh. modern car movies. First on Tuesday, The Italian Job, oh. the original. I'm excited. Original. I've never
1: seen either of these. Go ahead.
0: Neither have I. And then on Friday, of course, we've got Gone in 60 Seconds, but not that Angelina Jolie, Jolie bullshit.
2: Wow. I love the original Italian Job.
0: We've covered the new Italian Job on this podcast, we covered yes. it on Watch the Throne. I've never seen the original. We've covered obviously *The Condon Sixty Seconds* on *Cage Club* and *Cage Club Revisited*. We have not done the new one yet, but it's on the list for modern car movies. Whenever we get there, yeah, yeah, we're doing uh, old school—the ones that were remade. *The Italian Job* came out, I think, four years or something before, so we're gonna do that first. Not that they're really related, but just some semblance of like why we do things the way we do things.
2: Can I give you guys homework? Yes, sure. So when you watch *The Italian Job* without looking up the solution, I'd like to see your guys' theory for the solution of the problem in the end. That's all. Okay.
1: Okay. We'll we'll address it. I'll make a note of that. Yeah, for sure.
2: It's so obvious when not not the solution isn't obvious when you see it, but when you see the problem, you're like, oh, I want to talk about this. Trust me.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Cool. cool. Well, thank you once again, Brian. And for all things Too Fast, Too Forever and High School Slumber Party and all 27 shows on the network, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com, slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. Join Brian of High School Slumber Party mm-hmm. in the Gallo 24. Ooh. Brian's a founding member of the Gallo 12, but join the Gallo 24 <laughs> At too fast 2 forevercom Come back on Tuesday for The Italian Job, The Original, and then on Friday for Gone in Sixty Seconds. Check out Joe on Monday with Brian on Cheer oh, Mondays yeah. for Identity Theft of a Cheerleader. So be- I was gonna ask you what the title was, and I'm like, how could I forget that title? It is so eloquently <laughs> articulated. Identity theft of a cheerleader. It's perfect. That's all I got. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe 2. And that was Gallo 12 member Brian Rodriguez. we'll see you next time right here on Too Fast2Forever. Peace, Peace out. out. You, you anus piece of